Four. This is one more. Hello and welcome to Otra Por Favor. Otra Por Favor. Episodio 47. 47. How are you, Coque? I'm doing okay, man. I'm doing okay. I'm happy to be back recording. It's been too long, so I can't wait to get into what we're going to discuss today. It's, uh, it was two weeks that we were out. Uh, you know, some stuff happened. We're going to talk about it as, you know, we go in the, in the podcast. But before we get started, uh, we would like to introduce our guest for today. He is a singer, songwriter, and also a civil engineer. Oh, yeah. So when you put all of that in the mix, my question is like, dude, how do you get sleep? Or uh, Without any further ado, our guest for today is Maximiliano Martinez. Hello, hello. My hey. brother from another mother. How you doing, Max? <laughs> dude, I, uh, my roommate asked me, uh, uh, well, you work with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he was like, oh, it's Jorge Martinez. And I was like, oh, dude, I have, a, I have an uncle named Jorge Martinez. And he was like, dude, every Mexican Martinez has an uncle. <laughs> yeah, you got to have one Jorge in your family. <laughs> Otherwise, right. it's not really a family, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, hey. welcome, Max, man. I can't wait to get into everything we're going to discuss today. Uh, mm-hmm. In this episode, we're going to discuss a little bit about some uh, football results. We're going to get into some life events, current events. Uh, and more importantly, we're going to get into Max, the story of Maximiliano Martinez. So rock and roll. Can't wait to rock and roll on that. Right, you and don't, you don't say football, not soccer. I say football. We say football. 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 We guy, say soccer. Football. I mean, this it is depends, America. It depends how many beers we've had. Well, <laughs> you say at the end of the day, yeah, we we like always soccer. know what you're talking about. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter which, how, what yeah. you call it. Okay, it's a yeah. beautiful game. Yeah, we 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 mix it up. I mean, we're not like. Uh, I mean, in that aspect, we're not like, oh man, it's football. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If yeah, it's yeah. soccer, it's soccer. It's cool. You want me beer? I can say soccer all day. Wasn't the the Euro Cup or something? I don't know much about soccer. No, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> no, <don't> man. <laughs> so there's if you can do me a, a little favor, I'm gonna move your mic yeah. right this way. Okay, we're not gonna. There we go. Perfect. All right. I see. Yeah. So getting into it, football defeat, triumph, hope. We're gonna start off talking about LAFC, LA Galaxy, and Austin FC. The month of May has been tough. Uh, Galaxy defeated Austin FC four to one. That's the most recent result. Uh, Austin FC has dropped many points this May. Um, more negatives than positives, I think. Uh, Owen Wolf being one of the positives, he's he's been great. He actually got called up to the U.S. United U nineteen. That's good, man. He's uh, a new guy. He is the coach's the co- son. Yeah. Oh, nice. So seventeen, seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was criticizing. Was that, yeah. that Bradley too? Was yeah, Brad, Michael Bradley. Bradley. That was Michael Bradley. Yeah. Something. Yeah, I know. Hey, there you go. Hey, there you hey, go. Yeah. That's from the from the 2010s. 2000. <laughs> I play, I, that's why I played FIFA. Are you still? FIFA. I love that. It's well, not going to be called FIFA anymore. No, it's going to no be way. called EA Soccer or something yeah, like that. That's here. another story, that's though. Another no, story. I don't want to derail. Nah, you're good. We don't care, man. You can derail. We're going to derail. Like we always derail. So man, Austin FC has derailed. In the month of May, <laughs> for real, they were ready to just go on that break after the first goal. Like they, they were, they were doing okay. I mean, I feel like it was a tough game in LA last Sunday, but they scored a goal, and you, you probably got a little overconfident, 
And then instead of, you know, sitting there, sitting down and, you know what, we have to respect the opponent. Like, not in a way where you're intimidated, but like, hey, we're actually playing a pretty good team with good players that can score against us. We didn't think about that. And they just came and one, two, three, four. Pinazos. It was, yeah. It was like and three Pinazos. goals in like five minutes or yeah. something. It like, was really quick succession of goals. So we were we were coming back from Dallas, me and my wife, and we went to get a vintage secretary desk. Ooh. Ahí está. Nice. Uh, for you? For her. Oh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then, uh, el, el cafecito, por favor. <laughs> and then, so as, as we're coming back, I drove the first hour, and then that's when the game was. No, she drove the first hour, so the game was going on there. And then we stopped at uh, the, one of those Kolachi places. Uh, oh, the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is pretty good. So literally we go in, pump, not even pump gas, go to the restroom, get Kolachis, come out. And by the time we go back, they already scored three or nothing. And I'm like, what the hell, man? What happened? Like, I should have just stayed watching the game because I, I came in like, you know what? It's good. You know, hopefully it might be a tie. You feel you're like you're well. good luck when you're watching it? Yeah. Maybe that's what happened. Dude, so <laughs> another thing, another thing uh, I do photography for, for La Murga. Shout out in Los, in Los Verdes. And um, Wait, What is La Murga? So La Murga is the, the music side of the supporter section. So gotcha, gotcha. every time you hear the brass or you know the the drums, that's that's oh, all them right the there. The, the, the songs, the songs, the, yeah. that the big do. guy with the drums. Yeah, there we go. That. Yeah, I mean, you see so that? They're, they're the musical aspect behind behind gotcha. the stadium yeah. environment for yeah. sure. So they 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 do the set list for the for the, the songs they're gonna play, um, and also like other charity events, not just the team itself. They become something cool. bigger. They yeah. become something really big and part of the mm -hmm. community. But yeah, Richie's their, their photog. Yeah, and, uh, and, and then, so every time they're playing, uh, like, up there, and I'm, I have to do pictures of every so musician. every time I see, like, this, the pictures of the guy in the... That's yeah, it's probably one, yeah, it's probably one of my cool, pictures. Man. And then, um, so, every time I go up there and do pictures of people that are playing, mm -hmm. they scored, we scored a goal. It happened oh, the past three games that we've done. So... Now, I was not watching it right here, so it's kind of like, I feel like every time I don't watch the game, something bad happens. It's kind of like, I just need to be, even if I take my phone to the restroom and I'm like this or whatever, <laughs> or like this, you know, or, you know, busting out the one-hander while you're taking your, a plate. Am I Murga? Nah, man. It, it, it really looked like us. It won't be enough camera, though. We need a bigger, <laughs> oh, uh, we need like a wide lens. <laughs> the GoPro. Yeah, dude, put that shit on the IMAX. Anyways, uh, it really looked like Austin FC ate a bunch of kalashis in that in that fucking game because they were Seriously. slacking. The defense looked sloppy. Yeah, they made some silly they mistakes. Really bad. Um, yeah. They were ready for Miami, dude. And uh, and uh, Stuber having another moment of uh, just bad play out the back. You yeah, know I mean, but I mean, these are things that make you learn. And when you when you play a team like LA Galaxy, and you lose like this, mm -hmm. you realize that the depth that you have as a team is not the same. Yeah, as Galaxy, Galaxy. Bigger club, more money, more depth, better players, and it shows in this result. Hopefully, they can bounce back. And I think that the um, the break, which is like a three week break, I think, yeah, for international a three week break, dude, like, it's pretty long, pretty abnormal. But I hope that it's it came at a perfect time. I think so that they can reset and um, do what they have to do as family, as human beings. You know, just reset, recharge their batteries because it's a campaign. So hopefully, right. hopefully, they come back stronger. Right. Then another thing that happened this week was the the UEFA Champions League game. Champions League game. Yes. Liverpool Real Madrid. 
That's uh, the one I was thinking about. That's the one that it's not the Euro Cup. The Euro Cup. It's close enough, is that man. The champions? It's, it's the, the champions. champions yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. it's the champions. It was league. A fi- the champions the final. Yeah, the, the final. final. Yeah. So yeah. you had a pretty good, two good teams. Um, and they're both teams. For probably. me, they're literally they they they're all about soccer. I mean, you need money to you know to play and have a good team. But right now they're nothing but soccer, and they beat the oligarchs in soccer, which are PSG and Man City. Yeah, that's like the big uh, money. Yeah, that's the big petrol money. What the the, the pe- petrol money behind football now with the owners. Weren't so. they gonna do like a like a the Avengers soccer league where it was like all they, those guys? they thought about it, but it lasted shorter than my relationships in high school. <laughs> <laughs> it lasted a week, and mine were two weeks. And so it didn't I happen. Beat them. It didn't happen. People okay. revolted. They're like there was even enough enough people enough people protested just were, were against that's it because like it's too much good. Like, have you ever? Like uh, open the Capri Sun and put it into a cup and not drink it from the little straw. Yeah, it's it's not good. It's, it's not too good. Sweet. You need it from. So you need the, a little bit at yeah. a time. You can't have. That's, like that's, a, that's an interesting metaphor. Yeah, I never yeah there we go. One. <laughs> una coca, una, un taco al pastor. It has to be from the la calle. The where you see the exactly. dog right yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. taquero. <laughs> or una coca tiene que ser de lata, de Laredo o del DF. For sure. <laughs> For you sure. Can, so I can see, I can see that. You know, yeah. that it's too much. People, are, it's it's not as exciting when you have just the best all time any day. Right, right, yeah. right. and and then uh, that was going on the the final, and it was a you know pretty. It was it was entertaining. It was entertaining. I would say uh, Liverpool came out fighting. They came out with a lot of chances and uh, opportunities to score, um, but the the big man of the match definitely Courtois, uh, the Belgium goalkeeper for Real Madrid. He had some amazing saves. He looked like just and like, and then like a fucking <laughs> wall. Like the guy was just bigger than the fucking goal. Like I, yeah. He had an incredible game, and I think uh, the game of his career to uh, to help Madrid uh, win. And and credit to uh, Ancelotti, uh, yeah. their coach, very and, good, coach. and their entire team because yeah. so who won? Real Madrid. Real Madrid. They, won they won one to zero. One to zero. Yeah. So and the man of the match was the goalie. Yeah. Yeah, because he had some amazing saves. Some like he, I think he had there. There was over twenty years. Yeah, saves. they they did a bunch of shots, but him just the reactions of every play that was you know mm-hmm. against Real Madrid, like he came through and just took advantage of the momentum. Like goalies are a lot about momentum as well as forwards, and if you can save that one crazy one, yeah, you're gonna have yeah, confidence yeah, yeah. to save the next. Yeah, you know the right. the next. Uh, shot that you get like just that like can go in Ochoa. yeah was exactly <laughs> like like that like see like that, right? hey yeah. man respects the memo what's the other guy with the with the helmet is he still playing the peter Shack. Shack. man yeah. I, and you, yeah. you remember the old Dude, school people the 2010 yeah, fifas i had 20 or 2008 there, there we go. go. FIFA. That yeah. Was, yeah, that was a, Drogba was my favorite Who, dude. Oh, so you were you were a Chelsea guy. That's so when you remember Peter Cech, DJ Drogba. Drogba. Yeah, because I like the uh, shirts. Balak. <laughs> Balak. I like the sure. shirts. Hey, well, speaking of yeah. Chelsea, um, Real Madrid actually beat them in, like, I believe it was the semifinal. Yeah. But that just goes to show you, like, they they had a lot of results leading up to the final mm-hmm. that were impressive. Like, come from behind. Overtime victories. I think it was the first time in Champions League history that Real Madrid didn't win any of their knockout games in regular time. They either went to overtime or PKs. Right. Or not PKs, but overtime. Yeah. Um, So that's the first time that happens. And just the way they kept coming back from behind, you knew that this team was destined to win 
to win the uh, the Champions League as much as like I didn't really want them to win. I'm, I mean, as Barcelona fans, right? But we, that, but when, when when I let go of that fan, fanaticism, you, yeah, I knew that football had a win. Yeah. And I knew that Real Madrid. When you're what's, to what's win that? that what's game. that? What's that? Uh, word subjective? Yeah, yeah. When you're objective, objective. Yeah. Whenever you like, for me, is it's when you want to look at soccer as. We're not analysts. We're not pros. When you look at it in that way, we're like, you enjoy the sport and not the team. Yeah. I mean, when it's your team, it's great. Like, oh, man, my team won, you know? Awesome. But whenever it's not your team, but you see something good, like, you have to give it props. Like, you can't yeah. be a natural. Like, nah, they, they, they paid the ref and this and that. Like, nah, man, yeah. it is. You know, you got to give credit to credits, dude. Yeah, credit to Courtois. Credit to Luka Modric. Who's, he's like a 37-year-old mm -hmm. uh, midfielder. 37 in, yeah. in football is super old. Um Uh, Benzema, Wait, another, another 37 is a new 27. There you Wait, go. Benzema I mean, still, he was in my FIFA games. Yeah, dude, he's so, still. He's you played Wait, FIFA. He was bald in 2008. He played FIFA in 2008. Benzema was, he was bald. He was in Real Madrid. Yeah, he, he was bald. And yeah. he's still playing. Yeah, he's, he's actually he killed it like this he season. Like, he, he, but, played, he played amazing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> But he's like he's kind of on the he's on the, he, he's on the cusp of his career, but but this, but that this cusp has been like like prolonging for some time yeah, because yeah, like so usually soccer players after thirty three they just keep going downhill, but like this new How generation. How old was Quartemo? Because that guy. Quart no, oh, no, 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 He's a cover. He's he's an actor too. Nah, he's just yeah, he's a. Novelas, no? Well, in the past, like I would say, ten years ago, <laughs> yeah. Mean, he's yeah. not like in the Avengers. Or something. No, he's not like that. <laughs> I mean, he could be, man. El jorobado de Nostradamus. Hey, man. Hey, we're gonna make we're gonna make that that petition to put Guatemoc. In the, the next Avengers. fucking Avengers, he needs to be the Mexican superhero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine he was, was there an Avenger uh, soccer player? No, that was no. An anime. No, anime. Yeah, yeah. there's uh, Super Campeones. That's yes, dude. I had a roommate. <laughs> in college. Love that. That's, yeah. that. That's still it's still lit, man. Every time you remember, like I just know how it soccer ends. from I don't cartoons. Ruin it for everybody, but. People already oh. watched it. It's already been after 20 sure, years. Yeah. You know, was watch it, was that the show it was one of the most shocking endings of all time. He wakes the, up the, the, the game, like a, a shot of each game will last two episodes. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Dragon Ball Z. Kind <laughs> yeah, kind of. Kinda, yeah. One right. Fucking, But the, yeah. the ending, the ending was crazy. You, you want to go ahead and... I didn't see it. Ah, but I heard, but I heard <laughs> that he was like a kind of a guy with no legs. He wakes up from a coma and he has no, no legs. legs. Yeah. Was he, but was he a soccer player? I think, I think he was a soccer player in the past. But all this stuff was just in his head, apparently. God, damn. we'll have to rewatch the series. And man, whoever, time. whoever, God like damn, that's fucked up. Whoever got hired towards the end, he's like, man, you know what? We have to make this interesting. <laughs> like, we have yeah, to right? just like I don't think it was planned. Like, yeah, how do we end this. Yeah. Oh, how about we? <laughs> Let's bring the guy that you know, like that did Dragon Ball Z, and he's like, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. if I revived uh, Krillin five times. Let me dude, do this. Really was, yeah, he, dude. He, he died several times. Destructo disc, dude. Yeah. How did, he died a couple times. They and then died. he dated the yeah. robot shit. Yeah. It's the oh, uh, it's not, uh, Android 18. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Dude. People are doing that hey, now. Hey, man. We're go, we can go into a fucking Dragon Ball <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, dude. But we got, we, let, let's get through this. <laughs> let's, let's get through this football. <laughs> dude, it's been already like it's 10 minutes and we talked about it. I think we which is cool. We'll do a separate episode on just Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. We can talk about it for ages. But um, 
fucking Real Madrid looked like Dragon Ball Z out there, bro. I'm not yeah. going to lie. They they looked un- invincible even when they were losing. Um, they have that mentality of a champion, and, and their players and their coach uh, always managed to find a win even when it was um, – Improbable mm-hmm. and shocked shocked all of us right many, many right times. So credit to them, credit where credit is due. Uh, big respects to them and credit to Liverpool too for having a crazy amazing season. They they tried going for four trophies. They only got the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup. Yeah, um, they fell short with the two tournaments that they wanted, but that doesn't take away from the greatness of what a team that was. Right, um, right. hopefully they come back stronger um, for for Joe Gomez. Otherwise, you know. Is, is, there, is there a name? Is there a name for that where you win all the trophies? Like the, well, the, the, I think they were calling it the quadruple. Yeah, because oh, okay. because I've heard of the the, the triplet, the triplete yeah. when and you win three. Right, right, and that's been El done. Cuarteta, la sexteta, the cuarteta, the cuarteta, the cuarteta has been. I don't think has years. been done for. I don't know to be honest. Um, we we'll have, we'll have to check that. We we'll have to ask our. Google our it. Google but, uh, it or our savvies. Our friends yeah, will probably like let us know. Yeah, man, it was uh, 1977 <laughs> when uh, Richard Watson and Charlton Lewis scored an amazing goal for Yo. Leeds United. But are those, are those real people? Nah, no. you know, making it up. <laughs> but it would be Twitter. What so brings some shit yeah, like that? Yeah. <laughs> I guess the biggest downside for me for this game was uh, the the shit show that was the the organizing organizing of it. Yeah, it was the final was supposed to be in St. Petersburg, but because of the Germany. whole. Mm. No, in, in Russia because of it's because of <laughs> <laughs> in Florida in Florida yeah. yes Saint Petersburg Florida <laughs> I think there is a there Saint is one, okay yes. okay <laughs> so they changed the, the 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 city to Paris so it was right. like a la- uh-huh. not, uh, not too last minute but kind of last minute change and the organizers really fucked up and there was a big shit show with the Liverpool fans trying to get in they said yeah. that there was mm-hmm. officials were saying that there was sixty thousand or something uh, fake counterfeit tickets mm-hmm. so at the beginning of the game Cabron, ya ni de la <laughs> at the beginning That's of the crazy. game the stands were empty yeah and they kept delaying it they delayed it for like 30 minutes because nobody was in there because yeah because nobody was in there a friend and there was a bunch he, of fights and stuff out there he it was went crazy to, um russia to the world, world cup. cup yeah and um i don't know what ticket company it was but they just like resold all the tickets yeah El boletito was, punto com. is that like a thing yeah and, and la michoacana <laughs> I, I think it was it was sucks, some, uh, or one of those. I didn't know about um, that. Like that sucks. Yeah. Dude. yeah, and then they were like you know ten times the price. Yeah. I'll tell you why later. That was kind of a blessing in disguise for me. But um, kind of to round out our soccer segment, man, uh, I wanted to finish off with uh, the Scotland versus Ukraine game, uh, which was the semifinal, I think, for the last one of the last positions mm-hmm. in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Scotland, they played at home. In Scotland, Scotland uh, lost one, and Ukraine uh, they they won uh, by three goals. So, Ukraine's story, as we all know, has been one of uh, of war, of, of struggle, of a lot of mm-hmm. uh, of a lot of despair. So, it's it, th- this game kind of gives the whole nation hope that mm-hmm. that at least there's someone out there, like you know, fighting for them and kind of putting putting their story to the out front, you know, because the news, the news cycle is so quick, you know, you don't hear about Ukraine as much. You start to hear about other things that we're going to get into a little bit later. But um, the players really showed a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. It was kind of difficult because you would see players like uh, Zinchenko, the guy from Man City, he was pretty much in tears at the press yeah. conference thinking of of, uh, of the war in his country and asking for peace. Um, same thing with the coach and many players, obviously thinking of their friends and family that are still there. 
or that mm-hmm. have struggled through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it, it, it was kind of a, a very heartfelt win for them, man, and big credit to them. They they won very resolutely. They scored some amazing goals. The first one was like beautiful long ball control from the forward, nice little lob over the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and they looked like all that pr- external pressure didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So that kind of shows you something about like, you know, what, what they do as professionals and that what maybe we do, you know, mm-hmm. we could be going through a lot of things in our lives, something as horrible as, as war, as loss or whatever mm-hmm. it could be in our own lives. But when we're focused and when we're doing our craft, all that shit kind of like a hundred percent, it kind of goes away. Touche. Which is, it's very interesting. Now Ukraine is going to play Wales for that final spot. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. But I think, uh, when is that game? I think it's Sunday. This Sunday? Yeah. It's Sunday at Wales. Orale. So we'll see, man. Dude. Best of luck to. And this is for the. For the to, like to, to go to the World Cup. For the last yeah. spot. One of the last spots in the World Cup. Yeah. This, this would be huge for them. Yeah. I don't want to say let them win, but kind of. Right. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they have players to win it. No, they have an amazing squad. Yeah, they have right. an amazing like squad. Is a good team? They have a couple of good players. They, they have an amazing yeah. player named Gareth Bell. Who is probably his last chance to make the World Cup? Ooh, yeah. Okay. So there's a couple stories, yeah. you know. There's yeah, a lot of yeah. stories that are gonna be like just in that one game in particular. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so stakes uh, are so high. Yeah. I mean, but also like, how much motivation uh, will that give Ukraine if they go into the World Cup? You know, just just to it'll, it, it'll mean it'll mean the, the world it'll mean the world to yeah. to to their to, to their soccer fans yeah. and just people in general. Like, I think sports has always been like a conduit to. Uh, you know, get people through hard times or make people find some type of hope. So that's one of the reasons I like, you know, I like to watch sports, all sports, you know. Right. Football, basketball, soccer, baseball, everything. Everything has stories, dude. Te ayuda a olvidarte de las penas. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and speaking of penas, man, I think I think we need to get into, uh, it goes without mentioning what what happened in Uvalde was, was a huge tragedy. Dude. And one that we want to just take a moment to uh, kind of pay our respects and, and uh Give our heartfelt, um, sincere condolences to to the people out there, the people of Uvalde that were affected, and those children, those innocent lives that were lost uh, due to some, you know, insane act of of uh, armed violence. Man, it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. It, it it took me by surprise last week, but mm-hmm. you know, I I kind of wanted just to say the words of uh, the poet Amanda Gordon Gorman. Mm-hmm. She said, uh, "This may be how things have been, but not how they have to be." Right. It's pretty powerful, man. And the reason I kind of chose that is because we always hear the same things over and over, you know, thoughts and prayers. But I don't don't see the action behind it. More than that aspect. Uh, I think no matter what side of the aisle you're on, there has to be something that makes a change. Or at least whether that solution might work out at the moment or not, there has to be some action because we don't want to be known as a generation that 50 years from now when we know we could look, we're always going to look at, you know, we're always going to go retrospect and see what we did wrong. And I feel like if there's no action from our generation for what's going on with the shooting, especially when you're having a lot of young kids die, mm-hmm. it's, it's, we're going to be looked at as a generation that didn't do shit. Okay. I mean, we already have so many shit that we haven't done right. Um, it, like in 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 our generation, there's a lot of good things. But there's a lot of things that are for, for me. It's kind of like in the civil 
rights aspect or or just the 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 value of a human being whenever we don't do it we're going to be known as a generation that was just worried about other shit than the most important things was actually you know taking care of our young ones yeah um for me yes it's it's a shitty situation that happened we we have to you know there has to be a change my opinion like we we need to go out there and and do what we can to to get the people that really don't want to do something get them out uh I, i think once we do that then we can work with people that want to actually have some kind of reasoning and we able to 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 talk and and communicate across the table because who we have right now they don't give a shit about none of us they don't give a shit about you they don't give a shit about you they don't give a shit about me because it's not just the one thing they want to focus on that you know that's gun but it's just a lot of other things that they really don't care a lot of times during these types of things uh mental health gets brought up a lot yeah seems Mm -hmm. to be kind of the main well the mental health aspect Mm -hmm. um and just kind of going into some facts you know one in five Uvalde residents are uninsured. Right. Um, and Texas has the highest number of uninsured people uh, in the nation. And then when it comes to mental health, um, the Mental Health of America uh, organization ranked Texas as uh, the last in, in the nation for access to mental health care. And this is per the uh, Texas Tribune. So these are just like a few facts out there that, you know, if we're going to talk about, if, we w- if our leaders... Text, our our leaders want to talk about mental health, and they're taking away funding, and 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 you have these stats up. Yeah, it's not a good look, man. But just things yeah. to think about. I, I think you're right, man. Like, there's always going to be a way to to do harm, whether it be with guns that are available, or or even a car or a van. You know, you can get right. in and, and do a lot of harm to people or or to yourself. I mean, you could drink yourself to death, and that's legal. Um, I think the problem is more on the lines of mental health, as right. you're saying. Yeah, it's just like, what are we doing about it? Yeah, that's right. my, that's always my question, and, yeah. and you know, um, a lot of things to be asked of, of our leaders and and our um, and people that that are governing us. But when it comes to our communities, they're doing what they can. Uh, the Los Verdes organization uh, started a fundraiser, a GoFundMe for um, the families. In Uvalde, who were directly affected, um, it's already raised quite a bit of money. Yeah, and that that one was actually supposed to start with just five thousand, like mm-hmm. the first hour, and they surpassed it in no time, and they just kept raising the bar. And they right now they're, they're over two hundred k, so yeah. that's still nice. open available for 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 donations. And yeah. I think they've actually, I mean, if hopefully I'm right, but they've actually gotten some donations from people that you know that. That are very well known, but it was uh, it was started by Rico Hernandez. Shout out to Rico. Um, he just did it like, hey, I want to do this. Uh, I'm pretty sure like our committees want to be down to do it. And then, you know, after that amount keep kept increasing, he just kept on raising the bar higher and higher. So that that's a good thing. And then another thing that we have is the We Are Blood donation. Um, yeah, for sure. I'm I'm very passionate about the the We Are Blood um, organization here in Texas, Central Texas. Uh, I go donate every uh, eight weeks or whenever I can, um, and it's just an easy way, very easy to do. Just to schedule schedule some time if you're if you're able to do it. Um, I reckon I I highly um, encourage you to do so because it's it's a super easy way to uh, to save lives that are that are affected by traumatic accidents such as this. You know, like we don't want to have to wait to the next shooting to have like 
a shortage and have people like we are blood you know saying hey come donate we got this massive trauma crisis happening yeah. or last time when there was a freeze that there was like a lot of things so if you have a chance uh check them out we're going to share the link with everybody schedule an appointment super easy and the best thing of all is you get free snacks <laughs> while you're waiting you get free snacks afterwards, afterwards. What, what kind of snacks man you got the the nutter butters oh, <laughs> you're talking about some good shit man you yeah. got like you got your favorite coffee your favorite gatorade uh, your favorite cookies, like, man, you got some good snacks, but uh, nah, I kid, I, I kid about that deal. being the best thing. The best thing is like, you know, you're doing your part, but they I need do, to go, man. They, not. they do little things that that kind of encourage Those you. Nutter butters, though, yeah, Those and and, nice. and you start to get credit. Are they the minis or the, the no, they have the big ones, Ooh. and they have the minis. The other ones, the other belly ones, the big ones. Every time you go, yeah, yeah. you set up an account, you get points, and you get merch. Okay, uh, you can get merch, you get stickers, okay. you get hats. I mean. It's just a little something, but the important thing is just like being a part of that, um, that organization of, of giving a very vital fluid. You know, you can donate blood, you can donate platelets, yeah. which takes a little bit more time. But if you have that time and if you have that that voluntad, plaquetas, go go and do it, man. Yeah, so. man. And then uh, another thing that I know um, there's well. There was a couple, like, say, for example, when it comes up to, to life and finding meaning and suffering, um, Alex Ring, he is already in Finland, probably, but right now. Um, Alex Ring, for those of you who don't know, is our captain for Austin FC. Right. And and his uh, grandfather um, held Ring. Did I say it right? Hopefully. I hope so. Uh, he's <laughs> 79 years old. He passed away, uh, I would say, in February. Mm, yeah, a couple, mid-February, a couple months ago. Or yeah, it, months it, ago. it was the second before the second game that we had. Oh, okay. um, so there was outs where, where that Michelle was actually here that weekend. That, that I got gotcha. you. So it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, and and but he didn't travel to. From what I know, maybe I'm wrong, but he didn't get to travel to Finland, mm-hmm. and he stayed and and he continued to do his work here, and. But however, during this time that he's. You can always see when someone's, you know, sad or someone's going through some stuff because he's not performing as what we would know how he can perform. From what he did last season. From what he did last yeah, season. He, like he, last he's, season. Been, he's been off. And, yeah. And, the, and a lot, some of the fan sections have, some people, some some of the fan base has been giving him a hard time and kind of criticizing him, which is fair. You know, it's valid. We all deserve criticism when we're not doing our job. But mm-hmm. I think what Rich is trying to get at is that, like, these players are human beings. Yeah. And um, I know that his grandfather meant a lot to him. He got a lot of his personality from his grandfather. Right. So it just goes to show you that, uh, and, you know, when you when you lose a loved one, it can, it can shake you to your core, man. Yeah, and he's he's yeah. there to hopefully get that closure he needs and mm-hmm. get that that uh yeah that part that you know helps him come back stronger. Yeah, um, I think I think they waited for him to go before they had any type of ceremony for right. like that, that oh, really? yeah, yeah 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 it, it was so it's not just like he's going home it's like yeah, they yeah. waited for him to have this break that was scheduled to go back to go back and have this yeah so, so hopefully our, our captain comes back uh with some type of uh you know resilience some type of solace some type mm-hmm. of healing new, new purpose be it, you know some closure some closure and uh we just wish him the best yeah man and then uh so as many of you guys know, we were supposed to record last week, um, but it was a tough week. Um, besides the what happened in Nobali, we already had planned to talk about that. Uh, we had to reschedule because uh, if Koka, you want to share like your part of, course, of what happened, yeah, man. 
So last week, my abuelita Nati, uh, she unfortunately passed away. She suffered a stroke um, overnight, and she did not make it. We um, we went back. My wife and I went back to Houston um, just to pay our respects and say our final goodbyes to my grandmother. Um, and just a few words on her. Uh, she was 70 years old, um, full of full of joy, very warm person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's beautiful that we, a week ago, less a little bit over a week ago, we were here celebrating my, my brother's graduation together as a family. And she was there, and she was a part of that. And she, uh, we managed to have those final happy moments with her as a as a as a family together and um it's just shocking how sudden it was um i got a call overnight and of course my whole family is is heartbroken you know she leaves a big void in all of our lives she was someone who was uh very loving very caring but um for her age and just for any age um super uh engaging she loved to dance. Mm-hmm. She loved to have a michelada here and there, <laughs> take a shot with you here and there. Mm-hmm. And she just always showed her love through through her, her, her smile and just her stories, the way she would um, she would give the, the chisme here and there, the way she would just give you a little bit of what you needed to hear, when, even if you don't want to, you don't want to hear it. <laughs> um, and her hands, I'll never forget her hands because they created so many beautiful things. Her tamales were exquisite, um, and she was a craft, a craft lady. She made a lot of um, tejidos, mm-hmm. really beautiful things. So nunca faltaba que you would get home and she's like, "Oh, I made this for for so and so. I made this. Look at this." And she would she would go into all her craft, and um, you could tell she was really passionate about it um, towards her her later years. So those are some things I'll never forget. And um, the best thing I can do now is is be there for my family and. And talk about it yeah. with you guys, and then just honor her memory, man. She lived a, a very um, a beautiful life with us, and I and I love her, and I'll, I think I'll think about her for the rest of my life. She's 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 a part of me now. She's always been a part of me, and and um, yeah, it's losing someone is never easy, um, but I think if we find some type of understanding and knowing that. Um, this is part of life. We can all get through it together. So I, I appreciate everyone who's who's reached out to me um, during this hard time for me and my family. I, your words uh, have meant the world to, to me. And um, yeah, man, um, uh, rest in peace, um, my abuelita Nati. Yeah, man. So and also, uh, Maxi, uh, before we introduce you, thank you for again introduce you again. I thank you for for you know working with us in the scheduling. Uh, yeah. It was one of those things that was sudden, so the first thing was like, "Hey, let's uh, it's a hard focus." Time okay, so yeah, life isn't scheduled. So yeah, we were talking life about it. We were talking about it before the podcast. Like, anytime you have this type of loss, it makes you think about what's important and and how mm-hmm. fragile this yeah. thing called life is, and how we we have to do the be- the most of the time we have. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yes. So, cheers. Cheers. Man, I need. A, I, I know. So good. Like, but but yes, let's cheers. Grandmother. Yeah. What was her name? Natividad. She was born on Christmas. Yeah.
God. Yeah. Yeah, so that was always a big, big, ho- big family holiday. Yeah, dude, just, she loved La Fiesta. Um, yeah, she loved just being around people, dude. So I get a lot of that from her. So cheers. Cheers. cheers, she, cheers. She, she, she would have been, she's cheering with us from above for sure. And, um, you know, we go back to the reflection part because mm-hmm. in here we talk about so football, vida, and cultura, life, culture, and soccer. Football, vida, and cultura. That's that's a slogan. Um, another thing, reflection. Speaking of Ukraine, um, my my niece's grandma, she's from Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, she was, I mean, the, the war started, and the, she was there. USCIS were able to grant uh, relocation for people that live in Ukraine, like especially yeah. women, and come to the U.S. So her grandma applied and was actually able to get the. Um, permit so she flew in yesterday and Whoa. my niece's birthday is today so happy birthday to my niece emma happy and my birthday. brother angel because they both had the same birthday oh really happy birthday emma and angel yeah there we go up? so uh there's a cool thing because my niece got to meet her grandma for the wow. first time oh wow and it was unfortunate way of maybe like how it could have been done but yeah. it's a different you know life but knows what here in, in she's in uh, uh in houston. In houston. houston yeah so she's flying in houston my mom was actually flying in from mexico around the same time so it was good because my mom picked up her luggage and then yeah. she was going through inspection and you know you have to go through biometrics and all yeah, this stuff yeah. uh but she got a meter and that's pretty cool uh now she's here unfortunately my uh lesia which is my my, my brother's uh, ex-wife um she her like uh, the man cannot leave the country so he had to stay mm-hmm. But, um, however, his, her grandma's here, and they're probably, like, a jumping world right now, you know, yeah. just going at it for the birthday. So, nice. it's pretty cool. Well, so happy birthday, a, man. What, yeah, man. What, what a story. It, it, uh, it's one of those things that uh, I'm not a person that really cries. And when I saw that, I'm like, oh, damn, dude. Like, yeah. Even right now, I was about to, you know, drop a tear. But it, it's pretty cool, man, um, because another thing, like you said, like, nothing's, you know, we cannot take stuff for granted. And, you know, just being able to, travel from one part of the country to from, from part of the world to another and meet your granddaughter it's kind of like in a special moment like she came in and she started just hugging and kissing emma and emma's like emma's like you know it's she's a very like charming little girl that smiles so she's gonna like okay yeah. just keep going at it yeah so it's pretty cool yeah uh so, dude yeah so, so like i know this is kind of a downer way to start the episode but like I, w- I was thinking of you know the world loses a lot of wonderful and innocent, uh, loving souls. So, like, anytime that happens, or you know, we got to work even harder to mm-hmm. to bring beauty into this world, to bring life into this world, through anything that we can, through football, through music, charitable actions, or something creative. Mm-hmm. Any whatever way you can find to give something of value and of joy to the world, do it. Mm-hmm. So here at Otra Por Favor, we like to bring stories of life and community. Uh, like these to, to, to our audience. Um, and today we're lucky enough to have Maximiliano Martinez on this podcast. Can't wait to get into your life, sir. So the floor is yours, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what was it like growing up? Yeah, I grew up in, in Laredo, Texas. Okay. Not, not nearly the valley, but almost. Um, yeah, and I, I went to high school there, and then I left to, to go study at UTSA in San Antonio. I studied civil engineering. Nice. Uh, but growing up was it's it's different growing up in in the border towns because 
you have influences from both sides, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're hanging out in Mel Laredo on the weekends, but then going to school in, in the U.S. And it's just it's totally different perspectives and totally different lifestyles on both sides. Um, I was fortunate enough to have family that still lived in Nuevo Laredo, so I would I would hang mm-hmm. out with my cousins all the time. And oh, good deal. Yeah. Great so, memories. Yeah, 16, hanging out, drinking and driving in Nuevo <laughs> Laredo. Yeah, and then it's coming, a different world down there. It's so different, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then coming back and there's, you know, there's more rules and stuff like that. So it was, it was kind of uh, interesting to develop to two different sort of personalities mm-hmm. almost. And I think that's very common in border towns where right. you'll you'll think a certain way mm-hmm. in Spanish. And I mean like different ideals and different things are funny and and then in English totally different. Like, yeah. Uh, just the way you communicate and the way you love and the way you have friends. It's 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 very interesting. And um, in it, after I left Laredo, that was kind of challenging to match both of those and then become the person who you really are, mm-hmm. which is a little bit of both. And you and then you finally become comfortable, you know, yeah. recently in, in your in your <laughs> late 20s. You get comfortable with who you are. Um, how, old, how old are you right now? I if you don't turned, mind me asking. I turned 30. 30? Okay. Oh, nice. Big old hey, join, three old. Join the 30 Club, baby. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's good. I've been in this club, club for about a year. year. About to be... Two years and a few, like seven, like wait a little bit. Yeah, twenty twenty three. But yeah. Richie's been part of this club. What's up? For yeah. Seven years almost. Hey, there you go. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I I was scared of it, but now that I'm that I'm thirty, it's I don't know. I, there's sort of like a you're kind of proud to be. Oh you know, yeah, for sure. And you know, you, know you start to be a little bit more sure, like more just comfortable, more comfortable with, 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 with your skin. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's awesome. That's one yeah. thing that I probably got. Um, my, I mean, I was lucky to go to Vegas. Before I turned 30. So I went a couple of months before that. So I felt accomplished. Like, okay, I went to Vegas before I was 30. Because I don't want to be <laughs> that was 30 mile, years old. Yeah. I was like, so I don't want to be 30 years old. And I still I'm haven't like, gone to Vegas. So. For, yeah, for me, I, I started my own business. And the first thing that new clients would ask me was, how old are you? And I always felt like, God, I'm 20, 28 or yeah. 29 or whatever. Right, right. But feeling saying 30 feel, it gives me a little bit more confidence. Not that it matters. You know, It's, it's just a weird number that yeah. people like as, assign a certain a certain just amount of like respect to. Yeah. And I don't know why. Maybe, I think it's like a little bit of everything, a little bit of just natural biology, but also just media. Like that's just what we see. You know, once you're 30, you should have more responsibility. You should, you should be responsible. You should, yes. you should have your well, shit. When I was a kid, I thought 30 year olds were like dying. Like they were like <laughs> old as shit. But now, but yeah, I still feel, you know, pretty young and I and still yeah. have, energy and well uh, yeah, talk to us yeah, talk yeah, to us yeah, about yeah. when you were a kid what was that upbringing uh the, some memories that you have of uh, south texas like that you most cherish dude when i was little um i mean i, I guess i could talk about the music side like how i mm-hmm. got started with that in in laredo uh when i was a kid i i was in love with the backstreet boys man. Oh, oh yeah i think we all were yeah man. i was i was like the number one backstreet yeah. boys <laughs> and i love backstreet boys <laughs> And I hated people that liked NSYNC. Uh, <laughs> damn, you were, uh, you were hardcore. Yeah, I, yeah, I loved them. Too. I, I had a I had a VHS of them live in like Japan or some crap. Damn. And then yeah, and I would watch it all the time. And like I remember in the video they like pulled up on a boat in this harbor or something. And it was just thousands of Japanese. I don't I don't I think it was Japan, and they were just and they were like saying hello in Japanese and everyone would go crazy. And I freaking loved that. Do so you remember much. how they say hello? Uh, konnichiwa. I don't okay, know. Okay, yeah. That's <laughs> <your friend. laughs> like that. 
Yeah, I think so. Doro, Domo Arigato. Domo Arigato. That's on the street on 6th Street. Yeah, Six. that's a cool place. That's a cool place. So, so I loved, and, and dude, I remember one time I, I called my dad. He probably doesn't remember this, but I called him, and I asked him, um, hey, when I grow up, do you think the Backstreet Boys are still going to be together? And he was like, oh, but probably not. <laughs> <laughs> like the bands break up like the Beatles. And yeah. That. And I got super sad. Yeah. Um, but then there was this one kid, JP, Juan Pablo, that came into school. I think it was this second grade or first grade and um and he had an older brother mm-hmm. and he showed he showed me uh blink 182 oh, dude and i remember being super angry at jp because i thought that kids that listened to blink 182 were bad and i was like <laughs> but dude, i love this music so much so now i'm a bad kid i'm gonna start dressing like you know like a skater and all that yeah. stuff so i felt like i was transforming into a bad kid <laughs> and i was super ashamed of it but i loved the music so much and then it just opened it to all the punk rock music back then and uh, we started a band uh, hell yeah and in laredo and and most southern towns the music scene was all hardcore um i don't know if you guys grew up around like hardcore music but it was like just kind of like a bunch of screaming like what, and like kind of metal. What bands yeah. kind of come Dude, to mind? None of them made it. I don't know. Oh, so you're talking about local bands? <laughs> yeah, all the local scenes. Right. And all those. Hey, small yeah. and, and the thing is, like, say, I don't know if um, they made it. So know. you would think, for example, because uh, even in Chihuahua, Juarez, especially, uh-huh, uh, yeah, you yeah. you have like a bunch of bands that are punk rock, scream, like emo mm-hmm. was big in that era, like at that time. I, I don't know the actual genres. Yeah, but. Like Mexico has a long history of rock, oh, like yeah. like a long yeah. history of rock. Yeah, yeah, so sure. and especially like underground rock that you know because the same society that you know was probably hurt in in the U.S. is also feeling something similar here. So the way mm. to express it was just to come out and and you know that's why you have good bands like Café Tacuba, um, El Inspector, mm-hmm. because they all came from from the streets. So. Yeah. That that would say I can see why you you, you know more, you got yeah, into it's that. Definitely more eloquent because the, the the hardcore scene down here was pretty hardcore, and then and then people would do the break dancing or not break dancing, but like the slam dancing yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, but we were kind of punk rock or emo. We would we would cover like you know Taking Back Sunday and Fall Out Boy. And all that oh, nice. Did nice, you ever nice, listen yeah. to Panda? Great bands. Yeah, so Panda is a lot like Blink One Eighty Two. Right. I never really liked Panda, but but it's a similar music. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I have friends freaking love Panda. Uh, especially in college, all my friends in college loved them. So, what, what music like at that time of your life was like really like? All right, these are my bands. Um, Taking Back Sunday was nice. like my one of my biggest influences back then, and then Blink One Eighty Two for sure. Green Day, yeah. Um, Fall Out Boy. So, so what happens when you hear like one of their songs now? Does it take you back? Only some of them take me back. Okay. Some I'm like, oh, that sounds so. Yeah, bad. It's kind of cringy. So bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the screamo stuff. Oh right? yeah, but like yeah. taking back Sunday will take me back. No, take that, back that Sunday, was great yeah. music. Fall Out Boy value. was also good music. Replay but value. like it's some good. of those screamo bands, I'm like, oh man, oh, yeah, I felt yeah, bad yeah. for my parents. No, no, as you're yeah, as you're uh, 30 years old, sips an espresso. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> listen, yeah, what have like, I doing my life? Screamo. Uh, but but we we started this band. It was called Split Ends, and okay. and and we would play all the hardcore shows. We we were not hardcore though, but they would let us headline because we, um, the guitarist Jared was in a was in a private school, so he would bring all the hot girls, and they were all, you know, so so they would let us headline. So we were there the yeah. whole time, and, uh, and we would and we would headline. And we we got pretty good. We did a little tour in South Texas. We went to Brownsville and Harlington oh, nice. and McAllen and all that. Around stuff. what time of, what was this? Like what year? 
dude, I was probably 14, 15. Like, we were young. young, young gotcha. Young. Yeah. Hey, who's like, probably we had to go in with our parents to the bars to play. <laughs> he was yeah. probably in the same circles with uh, Ernie. Ernie. Isn't Ernie from Laredo? Yeah. We have a buddy, Ernie Ali. Lopez. Shout out, Ernie. There we okay. go. Um, from from the same area, like he's not a musician, but he can drink. But no, but uh, yeah, he yeah, also yeah, yeah. he also likes. I want to say he likes the same type of music too. Yeah, yeah. So he was maybe around swimming around those. Yeah, same man, it was it was a big scene. Like it yeah. was that all the skaters, all the punks that like we would all hang out and and play these shows every weekend at different warehouses or different coffee shops, and it was a it was a scene. It was cool. And then we all got girlfriends and, you know, see you later. Well, yeah, 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 later, <laughs> The focus yeah, kind of yeah, gets yeah. diverted. hundred uh, percent, yeah. So Which is kind of I- ironic because the band name was Split Ends. Yeah. And we all kind of just... <laughs> Ended up split. Split Ends. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, man. All right, well, shit. Take us through uh, the following years, man. How'd you uh, end up at UTSA? Um, that's the only school I got into. <laughs> Shout out UTSA. I tried to, I tried Road to runners, UT, baby. But, dude, I... I did you did you do community college no, and then no, UTSA no, straight you straight? Okay. Dude, I didn't do homework once in high school. Like okay. I I only cared about music and then a girlfriend, right? Okay. And then and then I got to UTSA and that's when I turned it on. I was like, okay, I gotta try. Got to focus. Yeah. And man, I I just started reading this book about um, creativity mm-hmm. and and the the pressures against creativity. Mm-hmm. And one of the things it's talking about is like procrastination and rationalization. And one of the things that it said was that you can, you build it, like you tell yourself things that aren't necessarily true. And one of the things that I kept telling myself at that age was that like, I need to study engineering uh, because that's what my parents want. That's what society wants. That's what I need to do. Yeah. You yeah. felt, to, you felt a force. You felt yeah, like some yeah, yeah. type of pull, but it wasn't necessarily yeah. from within. It was but external things. Exactly. Yes. But not until now I realized that it was my fear that I, I was scared to go and study music right. because I didn't whatever i didn't think that i was good enough or or i was scared about the future and like not having a stable job and it's it's very scary and i and i have friends now that did study music and they're doing music now and and they struggle and they work a lot but man kudos to them like that just wanted to that felt that calling and yeah. went for it um but i i was scared and i kept telling myself that no my my dad's gonna be ashamed or my grandparents are gonna be ashamed blah blah it was all bullshit in my head these false narratives that yeah. you kind of just feed yourself my dad's an engineer my grandfather's an engineer so i jumped into oh you have so you come from a lineage, so you had you had somehow yeah, yeah you had somehow like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i was scared because i knew that okay. I, man, I don't want to I, I wanted to do well you know yeah. in life um at that time, I thought that meant study engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, so I studied civil engineering. And uh, when I was when I was a musician in in the band in middle school and high school, I was a bassist. Um, and bass is really cool, but when you're alone, you know, it's you there's nothing really, but just the, yeah, it's just you and the bass, which is fun, but you can't really write music. You can, so I I picked up the the acoustic guitar mm-hmm. in college and and just ca- always kept kind of playing, but I was more into into school and, and trying to finish that. Yeah. Whenever yeah. you picked up the sorry to interrupt, go, go ahead, go ahead. Um, when you picked up the acoustic, what was the first? Because uh, I mean, with bass, you already know where the, yeah, where the yeah, fret yeah, yeah, is, yeah. right? Um, but when you picked up the acoustic, how much different was it for you compared to the bass? Because there's a lot more fingers Dude, you have to it move. It took a long time. Yeah. It took a long time. I don't consider myself a, a really good uh, guitar player. Mm-hmm. I could. Uh, I'm good. I defend myself, but I'm not like a lead guitar or something okay. like that, like some of my buddies. Um, but it, yeah, it takes a long time. It takes a long time. It's it's more complex. Mm-hmm. Um, being a good bassist is really hard too. 
because it's more feel and kind of like yeah. you're leading the, the the soul train kind of thing but um guitar is, is definitely more challenging. you're leading yeah. the rhythm with the bass yes dude but un until then so until then i only l only liked the new music mm -hmm. i i didn't know any classic music at all because i thought it wasn't cool and back <laughs> when i was a kid back in the 90s um finding new music or finding music is was way harder than today because today you go on spotify you listen to an artist you like and then and you go down it the just rabbit hole. It's like almost like the Wikipedia music. It yeah, just right. streams you out. It's so cool. But I remember back yeah. then it was it was very much like uh, like blogs yeah. and just like kind of reading and like finding artists through like different little Did articles. You go to and Sam portals. Goody's or Dude, Sam Good. Remember all that, that shit. All that shit. It was almost like a hobby to, to, mm -hmm. to find music. But now it's like everything's so accessible at the tip of our fingers. It's so much better. So much better. So I didn't know any old music because I thought it was all lame. Mm -hmm. I didn't even, I didn't know who Led Zeppelin was. I didn't know who the who really, I knew the, the name, but yeah. I'd never heard him. Okay. And uh, I was dating this girl, and it was going super bad. It's always a one girl. And we, break, and we break up, and uh, one of my friends was like, dude, I know the best, um, the best breakup uh, song ever. And uh, he said, listen to this. And he sent me a link. By then, I already had Spotify. And he said, it was uh, Don't Think Twice, It's All Right by Bob Dylan. Okay. And uh, yeah. so I was like 22, I was like 21, 22, and it was the first uh, song ever that I knowingly listened to Bob Dylan, mm -hmm. and then I just went down the super rabbit hole and, and found out about all the folk in the 60s and the 70s and 80s, and I just became obsessed with that kind of music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of pulled through. I mean, yeah, the first it, it the really first album is all is it just Bob influ Dylan. It influenced yeah. a lot of your first album. Yeah. No, nah, but I love it, man. I love your he, story, dude. You know, every musician that I've known that wants to go to a different route for some reason, it starts with Bob Dylan. Dude, it's because it's, I, I don't know what makes him so great, but it's just something that speaks to, to mm -hmm. a musician because it's so genuine. It's so simple. It's just mm -hmm. him and the guitar. Yeah. So you can recreate it in your own way. Um yeah, and then and then of course you're gonna sound like him because you know you you've won, you know yeah. you're aiming that you yeah know. so it's hard to get away from that and it's scary too because even I'll write new songs that I think in my head are totally different and someone will say oh you remind me of kind of Bob Dylan well I think it's just like for someone who doesn't like if is they're not a musician they just relate it to the the first thing that kind of mm -hmm. anchors them so maybe maybe it's that but yeah. no man I mean it's it's really interesting to hear your, your journey man and and really like. <clears throat> So I, I met you a while ago. Um, maybe you remember, maybe you don't, but it was back when you had, uh, you were part of the Gringas Tacos. Yeah, that was like one of your entrepreneurial yeah, I passed adventures. passed by it when I came here. Yeah, dude. It so was on Burn It. Yeah, yeah. Right, right down the street from our, from our, I think it's uh, called, from our Otra Por Favor Studios. It's a coffee shop now. Now it's yeah. a coffee shop. Yeah. But yeah, so my, my buddy Uzi, uh, one of my best friends, introduced me to, to Max and he kept talking you up, man. Like you gotta meet Max. You gotta meet Max. Come to Gringas, and I just came through, and I met <laughs> he was you. Always there. Dude. And we we he had was, some, we had was. some tacos, and it was a good time. But yeah. like you were just Max, the guy, the engineer that also had this Gringas had tacos, this, the the broken dream. So just, and, and, and and then all of a sudden, like <laughs> Uzi starts telling me, like, oh no, he's he's like learning guitar, and I'm like learning yeah. guitar with him too. I don't know how far he. Oh yeah, he had a guitar for a while. Dude. He had a guitar dude, for a while. He did it for Halloween, dude. He had a, he, had a, <laughs> he dressed up as like was a it was it a one time the the one time I went to your party like yeah. in 2018. Yeah, yeah he, was, he showed up like like the yeah, Antonio a, Bandera. Yeah, he was in the mariachi. And then, yeah, and then mariachi. And then uh, yeah. my my boy Jesse is actually a pretty good guitar player. And I was like, just to I'm like. 
Yeah, I'm, I can play guitar, okay? But yeah. yes, he's way better than me. And I'm like, man, I got to know someone that can pick up the guitar and play it right now. And yes, and, and I was like, that guy right there. And he's just like, asshole. <laughs> Fine, give me the guitar. And he's like, what do you want to play? So what's he, he knows some stuff. Yeah. yeah. That, but that, yeah, I remember that. I, I remember that. We yeah, lived down in Stastny back then, I think. So I've met a lot of people through uh, this. Yeah. Like my buddy Uzi, like, he's like my bro. Like, so. This mo- I I think about it like a Uzi Uzi universe. Like who have I met <laughs> that, that yeah. is part yeah, of this? Him, yeah. You know, like you got your Marvel universe, you got your DC universe, you got your Uzi yeah, universe. Yeah. And I met Max through Uzi, but uh, nah. Um, so uh, I'm happy. I'm happy that that happened, dude. Because like now we're here and we're getting to know about your story, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gringas Tacos. My uh, we used to go there because it's literally a- around the corner. Yeah, and we used to go there about once a week. And my my coworker Laura. Shout yeah. out. She loved gringas. No way. Every time yeah, we were like, awesome. hey, we're going to get something to eat. Yeah. Her pick would always be gringas. gringas. She's like, let's go to gringas. Yeah, and I'm like, hey, you want something? Tacos, Positively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, like, we'll go. And, and then, uh, like, whenever, like, it was closed. And I was like, the yeah, heck? We we're, we're, looking, we're getting gringas. And like, what the heck? Yeah. But, yeah, like, talk, talk, talk to us more about, about that aspect of, you know, so, that adventure, I would gringas. say. Gringas. Um, it started because I lost my license. That's 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 why I decided to jump into this venture. Oh damn! Um, I I unknowingly did not pay a bunch of a bunch of speeding tickets, and I found out that my license was suspended. Mm. At the time, I had a car that was like it had been hit and run a couple times, and I was paying to fix it. And but and then I couldn't drive, um, so I was like, "Well, I'm gonna sell it and then buy a little moped and fucking." Drive with Jesus Christ on my back and and <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I had this cash that I'd never had before. I had just moved here and I was getting paid like fifteen an hour. I was I was I had three roommates mm-hmm. and um, and uh, well, anyways, I sold the car and then my boss at the time he was thinking about opening this this place mm-hmm. and I was like, dude, I got like twelve grand. Uh, can I buy into this amazing venture? Of taquerias. I, in my mind, I was like, dude, we're gonna, I'm going to be set. Like, yeah, I'm going to be getting money every month. And, like, I don't need to work anymore. I didn't. I had no idea the difficulty uh, of of owning a restaurant. It's it's so hard to do. And uh, kudos to everyone that, that run. I have friends that are in the food industry and that own restaurants mm-hmm. and do really well. We didn't have any business <laughs> opening up this taco shop. Um, but So I invested in it. And f- for a year... I would do engineering and then I would drive and work and close gringas for Damn. an entire year. So you're going to school and no, this was I was already an engineer here in Oh, you, you would yeah. do engineering like you would work yeah, yeah, yeah. as an in- as an engineer from from eight to five, and then and then drive all the way up to here to burn it, and uh, and run the taco shop and Damn. close it. I would do. I was like an hour and a half of dishes a night. Yeah. it was tough it was really hard and uh, i learned a lot of what not to do yeah and if you want easy money don't make tacos, don't tacos yeah no it has to be a passion because it's 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 really really hard um yeah and it well, actually the it was a food truck at first and we were on sixth street mm-hmm. and it, we, we opened up south by southwest circa nine uh, 20 20 2019 2018 2018 probably i think 2019 so, one of the, one of those years for sure yeah, no it was probably 2017 2018 yeah when gringas was open yeah, as a food truck the food truck yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. i was still living over here so it was okay. like 2018 yeah dude and it was south by southwest that was the craziest thing because we would open from like from like you know all day but then we'd close at 3 a.m mm-hmm. 
and we just saw wasted people. And dude, I we didn't make I didn't make a cent. I don't know where all those ten thousand or twelve thousand dollars went. And uh, but I learned a lot. And yeah. and whatever that money is gone, and a lot more has come in since then. And it, the money doesn't matter. But yeah. the, the lessons I learned were incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting with don't open a restaurant if you if you want to make easy money. One. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, dude, if you're not there, the food starts sucking. Everyone's yeah. stealing food, stealing money from you. Someone breaks in. Uh, coworkers don't show up. Blah blah blah. It's uh, it's a mess. Actually, we hired an entire family to run to work in the restaurant, so everyone was related. Okay. So if there's a holiday, everyone. Yeah. yeah, or if one quits, everyone quits. Or if one's in a fight, it, yeah. So that's rule number two. Don't do that. Don't, don't, do, hire, don't hire the whole family. family. Yeah, yeah, don't hire a family. Because you would think, I mean, it's beneficial. You already know they already know each other. But then yeah. they can always, you know, yeah. bite you in the ass on the other yeah. side. Where yeah, if one gets yeah. mad at you, everyone's mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you get mad at one, then everyone kind of yeah. Uh, so that was Gringas. It was a great time, great experience. Um, it was good. I was gonna say like they're for me. They're the top three top five in in Austin. Like they were good. Like they were so good. I didn't have anything to do with that. No, yeah, I okay. was. I don't know how to, yeah, I was just kind of making, uh, you know, preparing the tacos, but yeah. I, I wasn't a cook at all. They, they were, uh, like, I mean, then you guys had the hot dog, and if there was a hot dog, it was actually a taco that, you know, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and w- one of the things that I, that I, that I picked up, I think my grandfather told me this, and this kind of relates to what, what you're learning and going through with your grandmother, mm-hmm. is that when you pass, you don't leave with anything. Like, all the money you made doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. All the things you have doesn't matter. All the cars, all the the house, nothing matters. It's like the stories that you leave behind that matter. Um, and I've so I always try to do something that's going to create a story. Yeah, because because that's all that we got, man. Like I I I've seen it in real life. I've seen somebody work, have a dream, but just work, 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 work till the sixty five to finally make the dream come ha- become true, and then they have cancer. Or yep. or yeah. they, or their wife doesn't want to do what they want to do, right? And then they don't do it, and then they and then they pass, and and right. that's all that they did. I'm sure there's like great things that they that they've accomplished, and and they have kids and and all that. But I think that if you live with a with the intention of, um, I don't have enough time to to be afraid, be afraid, but but to not do the things that I'm scared to do, and then just and then just let life live for you. It's uh, it, most people, I think, do that, and most people end up with few stories. Yeah, that's beautifully said. I, I, I think there's a lot, there's a lot in that to unpack. But yeah, what, what you what you said, I, I don't drink this many beers on Thursday. No, nah, dude. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. What, what you said about intention and about fear being, you know, not holding you back. That's kind of one of the biggest ideas that, and and lessons that we have in the, in, the, in this podcast, and you know, stories stories are, are powerful and that's what we leave behind so mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest reasons that richie and i have this podcast right mm-hmm. and, and the thing is like say for example when it comes up to like like for for me is i've always i mean I, I'm, I'm a financial director mm-hmm. um but that was not it for me in life to just be a financial director for the rest of my life it's like yes that's my career that's my nine to five but I want to do more than that after I'm done yeah, with yeah, my yeah. work. Um, and that's why I always, I mean, I grew up with always doing something outside of, of, of work. You know, whenever you're, you're 
off work, you're going to be going to either play soccer, yeah. run cross country, or I used to volunteer in church a lot. Um, and you get to learn a lot of things. So for me, it was, it was, it was, I've always been, you know, I cannot be home taking a nap. It could be rare. Maybe like yeah. couple, it, lately I've been doing it cause I have to do edit stuff. I mean, at home, but I've always been like, after work, you have to be out doing something else instead yeah. of being at home. Um, but one thing is, I was going to say is, you got your the educational part that maybe it doesn't correlate, you know, directly with music, but it gives you a structure to, right now, you, you, you're you doing civil engineering, mm-hmm. but you're also a musician. So there's, you got that, that uh, you got, I would say, like, uh, the secured part, because you, you got something that, you know, okay, I'm going to get this done, I can help me secure, you know, part of the future, but I'm still kind of get to do what I really enjoy, which is yeah. music after that. Yeah, and that that's the one of the biggest reasons why I jumped uh, to have my own engineering firm was so that I wouldn't be tied to the corporate world and, mm-hmm. and be so busy. There's a there's a great future in, in, in working in a big engineering firm. I mean, you could, and, and if that's your passion, there's a lot of growth there and there's mm-hmm. a lot of cool stuff that you can do and help build this city, right? Uh, there's so many new buildings coming up, so many mm-hmm. new bridges. Uh, so you could be a part of that and grow it. My passion has always been music, and it's always been one that's in the either the back burner or I'm afraid to even uh, most in the past. I was so afraid to admit to anybody that's what I wanted to do, and that's what I, I think about every single day, all the time. Um, so I I needed to jump and have freedom to run my own projects, but also put music um, not not no longer on the back burner and and and, and record more. Um, and I do do that now and, and you're right, cool. the education did help. And I, and I am a licensed engineer and I do better than, than most because of, of the time and effort that I put into that. And it does give me a lot of freedom to buy a new guitar or, or, or record a lot in the studio or, or, you know, get the better equipment and, or get classes and all that stuff. So yeah, you're right. It, it does pay off. No, um, for sure. Yeah. One of the things you, you mentioned the, the last time I saw you is that um, the question that you brought up is like, how, you don't know how, how some, of the, some of the other musicians here in town do it. Like in a city yeah. as expensive and as a um, high yeah, cost of dude. living as Austin to, to live as a, as a musician, solely a musician. I played a, a, uh, for a buddy, I played a three-hour show. Um, mostly covers and originals that, uh, of the guy that I was helping. I was on the bass. Mm-hmm. Three hours of material. It took me like a week to learn all the songs, to prepare, tons of practicing. The whole weekend I practiced. Mm-hmm. And then I, I show up and uh, we get paid 100 bucks each, which is great. But if that was my only job, Nobody, you Jesus will make it, yeah. Christ, you have to do that multiple times a day. And how do you, you don't get those, you don't get gigs like that every day. Um, so, so you're right. Yeah. Most of them have other jobs or teach. Um, so it is, it is challenging for them, um, in that aspect. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I met someone that, uh, quit their job. I mean, he was a pretty good musician. And then I, a couple of years later, he was actually doing trucking, like just yeah. the freight trucks just because it's, it's a, it's hard for musicians. I mean, unless you get the big break with a big record label or you, you know, well, you, yeah, and that's what most people think about. Like, yeah. if you make it, then you're going to be great. But there's tons of avenues in music that you can live a comfortable life and do what you love. Like ton, like you could be a backing band for a, for a touring artist, mm-hmm. and that pays well, and you, all your travels are paid for, and you and you don't have any expenses. 
or or you can like become a session musician where you just record for for other artists or a writer there's a ton of opportunities out there and it just happens with time it's one of those like cool things and and things that that everybody wants are really hard yeah right and mm-hmm. same thing in podcasting world like mm-hmm. you guys are probably gonna have to put in hundreds of episodes um to be like you know like like some of the podcasts that you watch now right that's just what you got to do yeah right and in music most i think most people that are dedicated can make it and will make it but it's just can they can they rough it out for 10 years yeah you know like or comedy same thing yeah um so there's safer routes like engineering uh accounting economics or doctor lawyer yeah Um, those are really challenging but it's it's a secure thing that you go into uh, even though it might not be your passion, but you know that you're going to financially be well. So there's a right. trade-off. There's a right. trade-off. Definitely yeah. a trade-off. Man, can you imagine a world of just that? That'd be kind of a sad world. With just <laughs> accountants? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you yeah, could yeah. do this podcast, right? You were right. Just, if you were we would just, just be interviewing accountants. How, yeah. I, so talk, I, tell I, me about the GNL. Can you tell me, you know, <laughs> your credits and debits were the, the opposite <laughs> and the PNL? So, yeah. so Max, uh, t- t- talk to us about... Uh, that if you have like that moment that like you said music has always been in your life has always been like this this burning passion inside of you and that, mm-hmm. that fear kind of was holding you back from kind of pursuing that passion and dream mm-hmm. what moment was it where you said all right i have to take this from hobby to actual uh passion right. project to to like maybe i want to pivot i want to go into music like my heart 100 percent. what when did that happen um I, I first knew that I had this 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 passion that others didn't when I was in middle school. So I, I thought that everybody had a passion. I thought mm-hmm. that everybody wanted to do something. I, I thought everyone knew that they wanted to do something. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking kids in, in middle school, it was my first time in public school, and I would just ask them like, well, what do you like what do you want to do? And everybody was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't play video games or cholo, like no one no one had a passion like no one wanted to be something so uh i knew that i, I had this weird thing that i wanted to to be great at something and, it, and this one thing it was music um but then i was always uh, came back to the fear and 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 not being open uh, to admitting that that's what I want to do. Because it's scary, man. Like, it's super vulnerable to release music and super vulnerable to release content, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you think about what other people are going to think or, like, yeah. if they don't like it or what if right. it's trash, what if I'm not good yeah, at vale madre. <laughs> yeah, once you start, yeah, yeah. You, you don't give a shit. Um, I think it's with age. Like, I wish I would have known sooner, but yeah. just who gives a shit about what everyone else thinks? That came with age. I, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I wish I had that when I was 21, but I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. And to some extent, I still don't. Like, I still sometimes fear what other people will think, for sure. <coughs> but it's less and less. Mm-hmm. When you're 30, you don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's, I think the older yeah. you get, like, that's one thing that my 30s got me. It's kind of like, dude, you're not paying my bills. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what this pastor has exactly. to say. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to do my own I'll, thing. I'll, uh, one, I want to ask you one question. Go ahead. Is there one... What's the one thing in life that you never have enough time to do? Oh, dude, for me, oh, shit. It's so many things. Like, I love uh, I love taking pictures. I love uh, f- photographing yeah. um, landscapes, uh, urban, urban landscapes, buildings. When I travel mm-hmm. is my 
time to just kind of release that. Yeah. Um, because I'm not on a clock. I'm on. I'm on my but, own time. Yeah. But even then, do you feel like shoot? Like I have, we have lunch. Right. In two hours, I need to fucking. Right. Yeah. Take more pictures. And it's it's when I when I give myself that time on my own where I'm, yeah. it's just me out yeah. there taking pictures. The other yeah. thing is, is is so photographing is one, and and writing writing is another thing that I that I love to do, and that this podcast gives me an opportunity to kind of create certain blurbs mm-hmm. here and there. But I think that's something that I'm going to be like kind of pursuing a little bit more intentionally. Yeah, especially yeah, yeah. after you know our discussion here and what's been going on in my life and yeah. the opportunities that this podcast has brought me. Um, I think I got something in the works. And there's more to come, Koke. I guess <laughs> I got something in the works come. for for oh, writing. I, I, this is something that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, I like expressing myself and just having that platform to think, yeah. to to um, just explore different thoughts mm-hmm. for sure. It lately the the only way that I've found to, to explain the passion I have for music is that I never have enough time. Like I, I could play Kind of for time of the hours. Day. Yeah, I could be playing for hours in my room, <laughs> and something like let's say I'm playing around lunchtime and I have dinner at seven. Yeah, I'll feel like shoot, I I needed more time. Like I never finish. Mm-hmm. I always need more time. Yeah, you always That's feel like it's only unfinished. Only thing in my life that I I feel like I don't have enough time for. Yeah, that's yeah. the only way I could explain it. Dude, it's kind of like for me it would be, I like. I mean, super the picture super part. Super campeones. Super campeones. <laughs> <laughs> super campeones. Uh, Mio Khalifa. <laughs> now, uh, I would say, um, so, I mean, I've gone through phases because for a while it was, I mean, playing with, going going up and, and like playing in, in the church or playing in the band, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that was one. Uh, but just getting getting that you know getting to sit down and actually like listen to a song and try to get you know that bpm right trying to get you know yeah, the strumming yeah, right yeah, yeah. the strumming pattern right or sometimes what can i do to improvise and i make it sound like the cd because i never want to be like just a cd i want to always do my own thing uh-huh. um and that got me in trouble sometimes because they were like why are you not playing like how we're playing and they're like well, like when you're doing cover why do we need to yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that um i mean then i got into this the podcasting thing I would say for me is it's when I edit the 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 episode. I don't want to just edit the video and that's it. Like no, yeah, yeah. I want to like give me, like as we go. Like I want to give it this cinematic touch yeah. that I can envision myself of. Yeah. Okay, this is how it is. Sometimes it's not the best, but there's sometimes that like it's been you know there and I'm like God damn yeah. this looks good. So a lot of the times it takes, you know, it can take from. Two hours all the way to seven hours. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, for yeah. me, because I literally look at every single Isn't detail. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. There's nothing else that you do that, that time fly, the, the time will fly that fast. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and then that, uh, and right now, like, editing the pictures. I like, I love taking the pictures, but just going back and. Like your selfies? Making sure my selfies, <laughs> there we go, when I'm like this, or, yeah, you know, yeah, showing yeah. the. <laughs> for the only fans and the kalachis and it's just like that yeah, dude like say because yeah. I, I did a lot of like fan reaction pictures besides the the music part yeah oh, so on for the for the soccer team. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, or even like say if i have to do a session for someone um how can i make it better different but something that it explain like it expresses the person i'm doing a shoot for yeah but also my touch like i don't want to yeah. be just similar to everyone um so th- a lot of it is just, you know, it's just, I'm like, man, I wish there was 30 hours a day so I can do more yeah. than what I'm doing. But then again, it's kind of like, hey, you work with what you got. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, that's, you're right. 
you work with what you got and you have you have um, things that you do that you need to do in order to be yourself mm-hmm. um, and you can't stray away from that um, like for me it's it's working out it's work and music those mm-hmm. three things yeah, yeah. Um, and those take up most of my time and for I sure. don't I don't do thing other things that will get in the way of that oh yeah that for sure. no, I, I, I share a lot of those things I you know working out is a, is a big thing for yeah. me yeah, as well look dude. at that ar- yoked arm oh, on yeah. look at that main puppet now ah, dude. Jesus <laughs> Christ man <laughs> chill <laughs> <laughs> nah it's something that is, is very therapeutic it's very therapeutic yeah. what, do you do, what do you do to work out uh, mostly weights okay you mostly just, just pump weights yeah just just. do you ever get the pump oh I love it dude yeah Dude, like lifting, deadlifting, squats, yeah, you know, yeah. just barbell, typical workouts like that really get me pumped. Um, that, dude, that type of stuff is you, you got to have something in your life yeah. that gets you that. And that, and, oh, fo- yeah, and, and yeah, playing yeah. playing soccer, you know, I'm 31, Richie's 37. You know, we're still getting it when we can. Yeah, that should. I think that that keeps us young. You on the team too? I, I just do like I'm just, just be doing like, a lot of like pick, 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 pick up, up soccer, pick soccer. Up soccer. Nah, heck no water boy <laughs> never dude I haven't I have too much of a competitive mind to be a water now, boy you get the best water they, I'll give him with his punches dude <laughs> <laughs> but nah dude uh, nah it's just like okay dude I think like the whole working out thing is also like did you need part it? of you it's need like it dude like you need to put yourself in that stressful moment of for mm. a minute, like yeah. in each each rep, just to be able to, you know, take away whatever you were thinking of before that, yeah. and just focus on like, man, how can yeah. I get over this? I could only talk hill? for myself. Yeah, but if I didn't work out, I would have a lot of mental problems. Oh yeah, anxiety, Same here, depression. How do you, how do you sure. work out? Uh, I do boxing. Okay. Oh, you do boxing? Yeah. Close to here, by the way. Where, Shout where? out to IFA, Integrated Fighting Academy. Hey. They do uh, now, mixed now I know who to, who to take cuando tengamos... Trancasos. Trancasos. Oh, yeah. 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 Pues allá afuera y nos vamos a un hospital. Hey, los That's cool, Max. That's cool. Yes. Um, back to your music, man. We, we kind of like flew around here. Sorry, but sorry. I'm, nah, nah, I love it. Bro, I love it. Get otra, por favor. Get otra, por favor. I was like, I need to say that. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the plug. Thank you. Dude, your songs, your songs are. Uh, I I imagine you have some type of process. What's your creative process for for writing and, mm-hmm. and coming up with you know topics and lyrics and, and just overall compositions for your songs? Yeah, um, dude, I wish I knew. Like I wish I I could say, hey, I, I'm thinking about this. I want to write a song, and then it's different happens. for everything, right? It's it's like I've I've been sometimes I try to write a song for days, and I'm like yeah. on the same song for days. And then, like, an idea for another one comes in, and I write a song in two minutes. Okay. It's weird. Um, but but what helps is playing a lot, like, d- being there a lot and playing. Because sometimes I'll have to play for three hours before I get a, an idea, mm-hmm. and then I'll, and then it just comes. But it, sometimes, I mean, I've been in the shower, and I'm like, oh, shit, the line. And I it's like the whole thing just comes out, and I just write it out, and I'm, like, in a towel uh, writing it out. Um, I think the number one thing is just playing a lot. Um, another thing that helps is is learning other people's songs. Mm. It definitely influences a lot. That's good. Yeah, like learning a cover and then and then maybe changing it a little bit. Yeah, and then it just comes. It, it's like so. A, so the one thing gifts. with yeah. gifts from the universe. Right? Yeah, because because when you look at music, I mean, yes, there was people that invented the classical part long mm-hmm. time ago. 
Yeah. But I don't think now it's kind of like everyone is influenced samples by someone else. It's not like there's like a it was lot of new music that's yeah. Sampled. Yeah, and a lot yeah. That's the thing like the the best uh the best musicians are like the best students. They're the ones that that know the most history about music and right. they know all the old stuff. And they can um, merge two yeah. genres into yeah, one. That's a great that, artist. That's yeah. what I've seen like right now the artists are you know doing something different is yeah. Like right now, it's for example the land music is from reggaeton to run to like Nathanael Dembo. Cano. Do you know him? Yeah, yeah, El Michel Nathanael. Yeah, the so guy's like he's, he's like doing planning. something completely different because yeah, yeah, he yeah. he is flowing with uh, like a corrido. Guy? He's yeah. flowing with like like a he's like good. a corrido like narco corrido type of thing, but with his own with rap, he's kind of like. So he's like a poet. Yeah, rapping over like banda or mariachi music. It's really really cool. Wow, yeah. that's wild. Yeah, dude. Man, our people I mean, are so creative, man. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. so like really you were saying, like yeah. like you're not the like say you're every every musician gets a sample from someone or inspiration from right. some, someone. Oh yeah. yeah. Like say everybody. for someone to be like, Oh, I created this shit. Like, everybody. Nah. Everybody, I mean, everybody. everybody. Like everybody. originality, creativity, that comes from just like reorganizing inspiration like a, a pattern that already exists yeah, technology you just is the same thing yeah right? for sure you, what, what you do at your work you learn from somebody else well, of course like Torisa, shout out <laughs> <laughs> engineering i didn't make any of those formulas yeah. up um but you could all you always try to you know keep the train moving forward yeah right for sure yeah so yeah. Wh who have been some of those uh those artists or genres that you have found mm -hmm. kind of inspiration for and influence uh it's been different for each project that i'm working okay. on and i'm all i always have new things coming out so the first one was definitely bob dylan a hundred percent and you can hear it in every song it's just it's me trying to kind of emulate you're referring to your first album yeah the first album. which was which, uh, yeah, to be dying and crooks that. at daylight um no that's the second that's a okay. yeah that's the second uh, release that i did but the first release was really interesting because i was just i was like i need i want to this was two years ago or a year and a half ago, I wanted to write and record mm -hmm. okay. because I played, uh, I was in a, it was an Eastside music school and uh, they invited me to do a recital and I built up the courage. I had never really played on stage and mm. I built up the courage to play one of my original songs. Okay. Um, I believe it was, um, it might've been the roof or even one that maybe is not even on, on the first one. Mm. Um, and I played and the guy, this guy named Austin, Sizzler, which runs the the studio at the school, mm -hmm. said, "Hey man, I like that song. Let's record it." And that was the first person that had ever kind of given me feedback on any of my songs because it was gotcha. the first time that I ever sang in public. Yeah. And uh, I was like, "Okay, sure. How does it work?" He's like, "Just come in, man, and you and you'll sing in a booth, and mm -hmm. and we'll track them all live because um, it's that kind of music." And I was like, "Oh shit, dude! I practice." <laughs> For hours, like <laughs> hours and hours and hours, and I kept writing and kept writing and kept writing. Months later, I had um, the whole nine songs yeah. that I had written, um, and it was just me and the acoustic guitar and harmonica, because I didn't. I, I felt like I needed one more element, and the harmonica was was the, was the third element. Um, so, dude, I was I was I'd never played to a click track. Do you know what a click track is? Mm -mm. It's just a metronome. Oh, just a metronome going yeah. click click click. Yeah, I'd never played to that. And and you played in a band like keeping time is super yeah. important. But when you're singing and playing harmonica, it's hard. It's so hard to yeah. do. And like you 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 start listening to the metronome, and then you either it throws play you off worse, a little bit. Throws you off. You play worse, or you sing, or you're not paying attention to your voice. So it's it's so like, distracting. It's so distracting. Yeah. 
Um, but I practice, man, for probably 100 hours. Like oh. every single day, multiple times a day, I practice every song. And uh, That's where the grind comes in. Uh, yeah, yeah, 100%. So I go into the studio, and I go into the isolation room, and there's a window, and he's on the other side, like a freaking movie, man. And I, had <laughs> and I was playing. And uh, and uh, he was like, okay, there's no click track because it's so silent in there that you'll hear it in the mic mm -hmm. if I put the click track. But all those hours that I trained uh, recording on the click track helped me out yeah. a lot, yeah. So I played them all. So all the songs on the first track I recorded in one session. Oh, wow. And then we came back and put drums on some and keys on some and piano on some. But it was all the same session. That's why, like, on uh, from the outside, at the end, I'm like, I need a voice break. Because it, it was like, I had already Yeah, yeah, I was about, so to, I was about to say that. There's a little bit of in-studio uh, quality to I that. I love that. I yeah. always ask I, him I, to keep it in. I like that, too. I, I like that, too. I always ask him to keep it in. So that song, yeah, it was, it was the last time we did it, and my voice was just trash. So at the end, I was like, dude, I need a voice break. This song is so bad. Um, uh, but yeah, and we did it all, and then we came back, and, and we were mixing it. And then and as soon as we released that, we started with the new ones. And I feel like every single new stuff that you're going to see come out is just so much better. And, and it's fun to see, like, the first time I was ever in the studio to, like, what's going to come out, I think maybe next month or the month after that. Uh, it's so much just evolution of what's what's happening. It's really fun. Because you already got the callito. You already know, like, how's, yeah. how's that? Um, <laughs> exactly. So whenever you were, one thing that I would say, like, say, you know, you, you had to first do the whole, you know, playing click, click yeah, track. Yeah, yeah. But then in that moment, whenever you're in the studio, but you can't really do it, how was it? What was it like when you were trying to keep your own yeah. track? Was it like just like like the, the heel part or what was it like? Well, you can't, you can't step too much because you can hear it yeah so it just it was a practice okay like it was just like do your best and okay. and and, I, and dude austin is the best like he he uh um, he really just makes you feel comfortable mm -hmm. and will make you feel like you're sounding great okay uh even when you're not he's just like he, he's a keep good, going bro you good bro. yeah no you go and then and then like i'm in the song and i turn around and he's like on his phone like <laughs> <laughs> no i'm kidding he's great <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a practice, yeah. man. I got lucky that I was so scared of the click track and I didn't want to look like a, like I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Of course I didn't know what I was doing. Right. Um, but I practiced so hard for that. It was your first time recording in the studio. Um, or me, me, by yourself. My, yeah, I'd recorded bass. Okay. And then, I mean, I'd mess around, but never like a real studio. Like in your own shit too. Yeah. Dude, Which was the I'd hardest one. I've done that once before. But mm -hmm. I didn't release them because I, I was I was like, man, I need I need to keep. And even these, like, I know that once the music keeps going and once you all hear what's coming next, yeah, um, I do feel like listening back to those to the first, even though it's so recent. Like, I see like, I could, I don't want to, I don't want to live in the past and say like I could have done better. But I was learning, and and I think you're gonna be able to tell. But even that, that's just so cool to see the the progression. For sure. Um, how someone's growing and how someone's getting yeah. better, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what was it, about a month ago when you had your show over at Buzzmill? Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. It was a chance encounter. I was I, I was hanging out with, with Uzi, my, my, my good buddy, and, and, and it was just like, hey, Max is having a show. You want to go? And sure, I got nothing to do. Awesome. We went, and uh, it was amazing, dude. We, we had a great time. I had no idea about your music. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was it was Max Maximiliano and the Mamas, correct? And the Texas Mamas, the Texas Mamas. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, oh, man! Y'all killed fun. it. Dude, those guys are so yeah. freaking good. Dude, I mean, it, those it was are, fun. 
those are the musicians that we're talking about when we say that didn't didn't like fall into societal pressure and study study something. They went for music and they're doing it and they're oh, you freaking tell. good, yeah. man. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. The, the guitarist, dude. Whoa, whoa. Ben, ben Ben Dubois <sighs> with the Ooh, so good. Oh, dude. Shit, yeah, man, dude. I was like, dude, take every solo you can. He's like, okay, he's a jazz musician. Okay, very <laughs> fantastic. Like, have you ever met a jazz guy that's like, I've written a jazz song. No, no, only exist. only that they, they play, but not yet. Yeah, like they, this guy yeah. has written jazz. So, so I was like, let's, let's play classic rock and just do all the solos. And like, yeah, we got. It. So he was having fun. Then Sam Graff is on the drums. He's a phenomenal yeah, drum player. Like, he player. is just like and super supportive too. If you like, look at the video. He's just having a good time. Yeah, he's having a, 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 a badass yeah. time. And, and then, then Al- Alston Sizzler, right? Yeah, Austin Sizzler, the which bassist. is uh, he's the studio engineer that I was talking about. He's on the bass, dude. He had, okay. the, he had the shades on. Just like, dude, he was feeling it, man. That was an alter ego. I turned it on. Yeah, like, no, it was something I else. Know <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I know that guy's different. Yeah, yeah. But that, nah. that video is online. Um, my boxing coach went and filmed it and edited a video and it sounds really good. Oh, that was your boxing it. coach for recording, dude, right there in the, uh, the corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. The bald, the balder dude. Oh, dude. okay. Fully bald. Okay. Um, Frank, yeah, great, great coach, and he uh, he put it up online. So if you if you just YouTube Maximiliano and the Texas Mamas, it's it's there and it's. So I'll, uh, we'll good. make sure it's to so link good. it. Yeah. On, we'll link yeah. it in the show notes, man, because yeah. uh, I had a great time and. After seeing you, so uh, that was the first time you seen him play. The first time I heard his okay. music. Period. That was the first time because he sent me. He sent me like a, a message around one in the morning. He's like, "Where are you at? What are you doing? And what we're we gonna do?" However, there's this boy named Maxi, dude. We you gotta check out his music, and then we gotta have him on the podcast. He writes his own shit, and he's a civil engineer, and he used to be a. Uh, the owner of, 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 of uh, uh, no, no, he was uh, he was the owner of uh, of uh, gringas. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah. oh shit, if this music <laughs> gringas and this guy making his own music, we gotta have all, all the right buzzwords for Richard. Yeah, I did. And I was like, up. let's do it, let's do it. But, I mean, I'm always down to you know bring people in and you know they want to share their story, but yeah. like Koke was like, all right, man. So when are we gonna do it? Let's oh, do it. Let me get let me get on the and the, the here's the music. Listen to it. And then we can work on the outline. Like, all right, let's yeah. do it. Yeah. So, so I, I was uh, telling Max earlier, like after that show, um, I shared the music with my wife Madison, and she, she just like became like an immediate fan. And I remember <laughs> the next day, or that, she has that a picture of you like yeah, next she, to his. She probably like, in, does in a frame. Like, no, Coke has a picture. I try to of look you. away from it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah it's Coke. Yeah, 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 <laughs> she's yeah. trying to look. No, it's Coke. I, I the bed. that more. He's like this. Coke. Coke is like this, looking at you. No, nah, dude. So, so we're on our way to the uh, to the oasis to the brewery, and it's it's like that. Oh, that's that place at the at the lake. At the lake, yeah. So, so section. we're going down FM two two seven twenty seven sixty nine mm-hmm. windy road, fucking sunset. You know, perfect gold, time. Golden to hours. Yeah. We're listening yeah, to yeah. to Max's project. I think oh, we were probably listening fun. to all of them, but like too busy yeah. dying. Like is majority of your yeah, yeah, uh, of yeah, your yeah. stuff yeah, on Spotify. And it was perfect, dude. Like, I think Lake Lady hit it up. And I was like, dude, we're right here. We're right by the lake. Well, one question that I have is, sorry, it's an Arab cookie. I get um, Because you could have gone the route where it was popular shit. Like, people listen to, you know? Yeah. But you chose to just stick to, to your genre is rock and roll, folk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what make you, like, just decide this route instead of going to the easier route where you can probably, you know, get more recognition or somewhere... Down yeah. the line, like, like say it'll be a quick thing to do, but yeah, it will fade out eventually. Dude, everyone has their own sound. Everyone has their own voice. It's super hard to find it, and I'm still finding mine. Like mm-hmm. it, it started with Bob Dylan, but then it branches out to what you, what you. I, 
in other words, I, I couldn't write something that I don't believe in. Like, okay. I don't know how to write music. I just, I just, what comes from the universe, I write it down, and I do my best to write these songs. Um, what comes so from I, the I, universe? Like, no, no. <laughs> so I couldn't, I couldn't fake it, and I couldn't make popular music. Okay. Um, also, because I don't listen to a lot of it. Like, I, I like the, I like a lot of more, you know, musically inclined 60s, 70s rock, and, and even a lot of new stuff that's more inclined to that. Mm -hmm. So I, that's where I get my inspiration. Um, I think that like success, for sure. I want success in music. I want to get to a point where I where I could play music only. But if it means that I play songs that I don't like, oh, that would be super yeah, cool. yeah. Because yeah. then you That'd get back so ironic. You get back to kind of the issue it's earlier, corporate life. just like being yeah, yeah, yeah. stuck in some corporate, yeah, some yeah. corporate box. But yeah. that's interesting that you say that about music, man. You know, and what what comes from the universe. So like. I think about music as a introspection, kind of observation and expression, right? Mm -hmm. So, what what has music taught you about yourself and about others? I, I I imagine you've done a lot of observation and thinking about. Yeah, I feel like other things outside of music have helped me create music okay. more than mu the music itself. Um, so it, it's, but but while I'm writing, I think that. Being genuine and being honest is usually the easiest route mm -hmm. to go. Or easiest in form of like writing, hardest in form of like singing in public. Because some some of the songs that that I'll write are, they are about really intimate times in my life, about people that I love, about people that I don't love anymore, or about things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then singing that to other people is just super vulnerable. Yeah, because you you have to like go back right to like those well, moments. Yeah, go imagine. go back, but also like. Like uh, releasing that is is vulnerable. Like, like talking yeah. about, for example, your personal life today. It's like it's scary. It's scary yeah, to do for sure. Um, so like, I wish I could write a song about like being fucking sexy and getting all the girls and stuff and all that. But <laughs> really, what I write is about the some of the sad stuff in my life, mm -hmm. or some of the or some of the more intimate things, or friendships that I used to have, or or maybe it's about somebody that if I if, if it's not positive, mm -hmm. and what if I sing it and they know. Yeah, that's, right, that's yeah. something that I worry about too. Because like yeah. or whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's being honest. I yeah. think is 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 what people like, though. Mm -hmm. It's what what I've seen kind of strikes a chord for everyone. People can call the bullshit. You know, they can. They Dude, can, they, in music and in mm -hmm. podcasting and, and for in sure, media. yeah. And yeah, all the stuff yeah. we do where we're talking and expressing ourselves, people know and like, yeah. right, that motherfucker's bullshit. Trying to sell something. And the one thing like for us is, it's uh, yeah. like, we don't want to be the type of people that Whenever you see them on the streets, they're different than when you see them yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. in the microphone. For yeah. me, it's kind of like this is yeah. just a piece of equipment yeah. that helps me, you know, expand my voice in the system that I'm gonna mix and put it in a video and whatnot. This, this yeah. is who we are. But yeah. I'm I'm still me. Like I'm yeah. still this one dude that's wearing like berries with with jean shorts and then a shirt just to make it look okay. Yeah. But jean, jean shorts, you can't see. Oh, you shorts. can see. Oh, you're gonna. Crop well, it's it gonna out. crop with that. Make sure to include an image of Rich's shorts. Shorts. No, uh, it was it's funny because the, the first couple episodes, I I forgot to crop everything out so you can see like our legs and yeah, everything, dude, which nice I didn't give a legs, shit. Man. I'm like, fuck you it. You got some nice looking legs on the yeah, screen. Thank you, man. I've been working out. You know, cut up the workouts. So I, yeah, yeah. I, th I think it's being genuine, man, and that's it's super counterintuitive. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you're so scared of it. But it's what people can react to and relate to. Because, uh, you know, we're all humans, right? So why try to be the fake dude? 
The power of vulnerability, man. Dude, one song that I was listening to that caught my attention was the Border Child. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I liked fun. it because, like, in, for me, when I think about it in Spanish, is ni de aquí ni de allá, pero soy de donde no eres, de donde tú no eres. Yes. Or yeah, soy de donde yo sea. Let's talk about that, cause like, dude, that was like, yeah. like when you, when in English is like, uh, how does it go? It's so I'm not from here. I'm not from I'm here. Not from I'm from there. there. I'm from wherever you're not. Yes. And then then you do the same the same you know line like in a different part of the song. I'm not from here. I'm not from where from there, but I'm from anywhere. Yes. Yeah. Yes, dude. That's poetic right there. Talk to us about that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, dude, grow like growing up because I'm from the border. I would go. Let's say I would go to Monterrey. Yeah. And people would ask me, "Where are you from?" Well, I'm I'm fucking from the U.S. I guess. Yeah. But then when I would go to like Boston, people would ask me, "Where are you from?" I guess I'm from fucking Mexico. I'm where you're not, right? Yeah. Because someone in Mexico is is Mexican, and you're kind of in this in between spot. Yeah. So I'm from anywhere. I could I could hang out with both, but I'm really not from either or, and that's mm-hmm. so that's only I feel like a phenomenon that happens in su- in South Texas mm-hmm. and Houston for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I no, really enjoy that. No, language. for sure, I, I think it's South Texas, and it's interesting that you say that because today I saw like this this question trending on Twitter is like who who is the quickest to tell you where they're from, and like one of the top responses was people that are from Houston. They're like, oh, I'm from Houston. Your song your song talks about I'm, I'm I'm from here, I'm from there, I'm from I'm from wherever you're not from. Like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. it's 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 kind of that duality, that duality yeah. like where you can't uh where is home? Where's that mm, question? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly, so, yeah. It's I guess it's Texas. Or Houston, like you said. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Coke is confused, like fuck man. I thought Cedar Park. Cedar <laughs> <laughs> fucking sugar. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's it's tough. It's it, it's a good question. Yeah, it's a question yeah. that we like to ask a lot yeah. on this podcast. What what is home for you? Where is yeah, home for you? Yeah, yeah. You know, those are important things to tackle in in life and and in music and in any artistic expression expressions. But Border Child, great song. Uh, it's definitely you, one that you. resonates with me as well. Um, yeah, talk to us about some of your some of your projects, man. I guess. Uh, your your mm. your album release like too busy dying you said it was like recorded in one session mm-hmm. what were some of the things like that you were proud of like some songs that kind of stand out to you that that maybe you remember a little yeah. bit more so too busy dying was my first recording was my first sort of release and um i just wanted to bring out my goal was to just bring out music so and so that I knew it was going to keep getting better because as I was writing as and as we were recording that, mm-hmm. um, like bringing drums and bringing other other music and mixing it because it takes a long time. I was getting better at writing. I feel like I was getting better at writing songs and playing with with the band and recording for the first time with the band. I like I think the roof was actually a track with with the band mm-hmm. um, on the first project. Um, I just wanted content out so that. Once I release newer, better songs, people had things to listen to. Mm-hmm. So that was my goal: was just to record and release, record and release. And then this year, that was last year. This year was to play live. Um, but as we've done that, I keep ri- I keep writing songs, and I keep recording them. And the last project we did, and it'll be the next the next uh, release that we do. I'm super excited. Uh, we actually went to Mexico and tracked uh, at the at my family's ranch in, in Nuevo Laredo. Oh, nice. So I, so I took Austin, Ben, and Sam yeah. to Mexico. First time ever driving across uh, Mex- to Mexico. What? And we go into the ranch, and we're there for a long weekend. 
and we just freaking record this these these four. Or, no, I think we got six songs that I had prepared. That's great. Uh, and it was so much that's, fun, man. That's we just, awesome. We just freaking moved all the all the furniture in the house, set up. We were we we uh, rented all the recordings to the recording equipment, and just played music all day. It was one of the best vacations I've ever done in my life. That's it was, wild. Everyone when, had the same goal. When was this? This was probably um, three months ago. Or oh, two months not too ago. long ago. Recent, yeah. Okay. But but uh, the songs that are gonna come out are like ninety percent recorded live. Uh, so what you're Hell gonna yeah. hear is mostly our the session. So it's gonna the the ranch is called Bandura. And it's gonna be called the Pandura Session Volume One, and uh, and the songs on there are just my favorite so far. And I feel like the, I have so much conviction on them that I think people are gonna like them. And they're just raw. It's it's recorded live. It's really fun. That's awesome, dude. So it's something that you're a little bit more that you you felt a little bit more comfortable songwriting and producing and making, right? But yeah. um, it. W- would you say it's it's of the similar style, or it, has there been any type of adaptation to that since since yeah. previous music? The f- it's it's different. It's more like musically inclined. Okay. Um, and I, I think that's where I'm headed. The first project was very much poems that I wrote, mm-hmm. like uh, like like Lady Lake. Yeah. Um, was definitely it's a poem. Mm-hmm. Um, Old Man was definitely more of a poem and yeah. folk. Yeah. Um, these I feel like they. They don't have as much of a story per se, like a like a you can follow it and get a it, it's a full story. But the music is like what I'm excited about, gotcha, and what I love really. Um, so it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good time. Like remember the good times. It's yeah, a jam. It's there a you jam, go. Dude. It is a jam. It's, it's a banger. A freaking jam. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's man, what, that's, that's awesome. what I love to do and to play. And I also love writing writing the more poetic kind of folky stuff. And I still there are some of those in in this in this group of songs that we're gonna release. Um, but it's a little bit different. What was the last song you did on that on the Buzzmill set where you, where we had where we get, where we got you to do the encore? Oh, dude, that was you uh, did it by yourself. That was a new one. Um, I don't think it'll be in in the Bandura sessions, but it's called "The Wind Will Take You Home." The wind will take you home. Yeah, that's. I fun. like that one. Yeah, maybe I'll play it at the end. Hey. Um, two questions. <laughs> have you uh, have you thought about like doing anything in Spanish? No, no, no. I dude, I I I don't know. I just never done it. Maybe if I like learned other songs, yeah. but dude, I've never been able to sing in or, or write in Spanish. Dude, there's a. I would feel phony. I don't know why. No, I think I think. Do you do you feel comfortable speaking in Spanish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I feel my girlfriend must speak mostly Spanish. Alejandra. Alejandra, shout out. <laughs> um, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I just never. I've just never. I've never played never play. music in Spanish. I, I feel like like Spanish. If you know it. Um, it brings something completely different to to yeah. what you're you doing because uh, you're gonna bring something out more than you you were thinking like oh, I think you know what it'd be fun to do live like to throw in some there you um, go Mickey Laura or some some like some Spanish stuff Spanish. live that would be fun that would be really fun and I want to do that for sure yeah. I'd do that but I've never I've never been inspired to write in Spanish no. but maybe one day man. do you Let's think that, that, como Chavezita. Chavezita. Do, you, do you think that's due to uh, just having pretty much majority of your education here in the states, like you kind of yeah. think in English and you kind of write in English. So, like, mm-hmm. you can speak Spanish, you can communicate, you can express yourself. But when it comes to like sitting down and actually thinking and writing out thoughts, it's yeah, English. and influences. Like, yeah. I, 
I don't really listen to a lot of music in Spanish. Mm. That's who influences. Yeah. That's another thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, dude, I wish I could rock like Mana. That'd be fun too. But I, no, I just, I, I'm not that in, inspired by right. That. Yeah, and and, yeah. and and that's the thing for me too. You know, like, you know, we've had we do this podcast. We do it in Spanish, and we've had pe people that speak predominantly Spanish. And yeah, sometimes it's hard for me to to express myself in Spanish. But it's something that I think I should challenge myself to do more of. Does your and wife speak speak Spanish? No, she's she's Puerto Rican, uh, but uh, she's she was born in Dallas. Her family's Puerto Rican, um, but she speaks pretty much English like all all the time. Yeah, like yeah, she knows yeah. a little bit of Spanish, yeah. um, but it's not something we speak at home. It's something that I speak with my my family back at home, yeah. my brother, my sister, and my homies here. But that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not with Uzi. Now with Uzi, Uzi. <laughs> I, I, you know Uzi, <laughs> you know Uzi. Uh, <laughs> one, th one thing that like I would say like because of what you're doing, I don't know how much will we like correlate. Um, so right now, one of the big talks is the whole dreamer thing, like you know that guy's recipients. Uh, I feel like musically, I have not, I haven't heard anyone touch a song or sing something about their life and it'll be cool to you know because you're yeah from the border you yeah. you've seen both sides you know what's going on um it'll be cool like say if one day you you get a couple of people that are like our recipients yeah, um yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they can explain to you give you like you know this is how it's been and this is what i have with a little yeah. bit of that i got this I, is what i'm doing i have been inspired by that in some way not not specifically dreamers but when i was in in college i i was a door-to-door -door salesman okay and uh, for every summer of college. And one summer I was in Ohio. And uh, I ran into a community of, of uh, Guatemalans. Yeah. Like a, a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them. And they all worked at U.S. Foods. Mm -hmm. And they were all sold the idea of the American dream. Mm -hmm. So there was some type of coyote or some fucking asshole that was in Guatemala selling everybody on the dream that they could go to the U.S. if they saved up seven grand or whatever, mm -hmm. and uh, work, have a house, have a uh, good education, have internet, have AC, and have a good good job. Mm -hmm. And they did that. So, dude, they had this huge community, and it was, it was so sad to see the reality of it was the moms would work during the day, the dads would work at night, um, so they never see each other, mm -hmm. and then the kids go to school and learn English. So they don't know how to talk to the parents, yeah. and that was a, that was a reality, man. So, and and then the parents didn't have any sort of education, couldn't even read or write, really. Yeah. Uh, but they were sold the American dream that there was going to be a better life. Yeah. Uh, and in some ways, it was. Yeah, they get a car and they get a you you get, know, get more house. material stuff. Damn, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That reminds me of those that Tigres del Norte song. Nice time. I forget what it is, but similar story, yeah. like American dream. Yeah. The kid goes to school, does can't speak to his dad doesn't even want to go back to me like doesn't visit no doesn't, doesn't know, know like shit. so there's like a yeah. disconnection of the dream but yeah so yeah, yeah so I, I met all those people and and that was the inspiration for uh from the outside mm -hmm. which is like this house looks nicer from the outside it's like it's 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 a dream that that we were sold mm -hmm. unfortunately um i don't know if that if that relates so much to the dreamers because i know a lot of dreamers that you know go to college and, yeah. and like have a fulfilled life it wasn't sort of like a, a trap like this felt like it was but um but yeah we try to find inspiration from everywhere for sure that's good man that's good yeah. max talk to us about your future performances your future releases what's going on so we're 
Prepping uh, uh, Bandura Sessions Volume 1 is going to be, it's going to rock your socks. It's Bandura Sessions Volume 1. Sessions. Okay. Soon to come. It is going to be freaking cool. Um, and the next show I got is June 24th, Cactus Cafe. Okay. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a really cool um, showcase with a lot of different artists. I'm gonna be headlining it. I'm super excited for that. Me and Sam, Sam was playing drums in that video, um, and he's gonna be playing piano and kind of accompanying me. So it'll be really cool. June 24th. What time does this start? Uh, 7:30 to 9:30. The Cactus Cafe. Come join us at the University of Texas. Hey, hook them, baby. Okay. And the reason I asked what time it starts is because I missed your last show. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna miss this one though. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. That's exciting. I'm excited for you, man. Um, you've shared a lot of great things, man. And and do you have any any closing statements? Anything you want to add? Anything? Where where can people find your music? Um, find it on anywhere really. Spotify, Deezer, whatever that is. Uh, <laughs> Apple Music, uh, yeah, the YouTube uh, Maximiliano and the Texas Mamas. Uh, you could see that really cool live show. If not, just just Maximiliano on Spotify. Uh, Maximilian with an O at the end, one L. Um, yeah, man, and and uh, I want to just kind of share my recent struggles with everybody, and maybe they can they can relate and 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 push forward. Is just always go towards the fear, whatever it is that you're most afraid of. That's what you got to do. And just freaking don't think about it too much, and you'll feel a lot better afterwards. Chase, bam, the fear. well said. Drop gems, drop. Hey, like Abel said. Hey, hey shout Abel. out to Abel. He got married this weekend. Oh, shout out Abel, but Abel. one of our previous guests. Yeah, well said, man. Embrace that uncomfortableness. Do something uncomfortable every day. Face those fears. I love it. Richie, any final thoughts, dude? Man, I appreciate you for being here. Um, thank you for coming and, and, you know, it's a pretty cool conversation. First time I meet you, I listen to your songs and it's, I, I like, I like what I hear and I know you're, you know, you got, you got some, something special. Uh, thank you, dude. Appreciate I'm a it. critic of music. No, I'm not. <laughs> guy that likes here and has a microphone. No, but no, it's, it's, it's good to, to have, you know, no, for me is I wanted to create this space where people like someone like similar to you come here and talk about their what how are they creating things mm-hmm. um and it's it's good because you're you're not just doing covers you're not just like a good musician we're actually you're creating your own music yeah and that shit could be hard i mean I, i'm i don't know how many times you probably doubted yourself or you thought like man dude oh dude on my way here not however <laughs> dude the fact that like when i listen to their stuff i was like god damn this guy this guy i mean released how many songs so far? Uh, Probably twenty, maybe twenty. About twenty songs in in two years, and and I like the fact that you gave at first it was nine of them, and then two, then three. Yeah. Like you're giving little snippets, and I feel like maybe music should you're doing it like the you're still keeping your tradition of music, but you're doing something a little more different by cr- releasing one or two songs at a time, sometimes five. I don't know what you're gonna have in the future, mm-hmm. but it's good because. It's always gonna leave some point like, man, I wonder when the next one's gonna come, and yeah. then it's easier to digest. So, and also for you, I mean, you're creating music. Music is a lot of work itself. Um, so it gives you time to release, you know, snippets of songs, not snippets of songs, but yeah. like two good, three good songs instead of a whole album that you got tired of and you just want to get it out of the way. Exactly. Yeah, so. I think that's where music is heading because. Before you had to fill up a CD, so you yeah. needed thirteen songs mm-hmm. or, or, or an album. You needed thirteen right. songs. 
But now people just listen to the, the hits, right? So, like, now it's more like, let's release three songs, four songs that everyone's going to like, mm-hmm. um, that you did your best on, that you're not throwing away. So you're right. Yeah, right. It's, it's not. I wish that I could do, like, a concept album where, like, it's an arc and a story. And yeah. Like, and giant. But Big I vision. think that's, that's yeah. not how people listen, unfortunately. So you just got to do your best and pick out the best ones that you think people enjoy and, and release those. Dude, man, that, that's pretty cool, man. Uh, but now, nah, man, thank you for coming. Uh, I know one thing that we have is uh, it's Pride Month, so right for sure, man. Uh, thanks, thanks, Max, for coming out, man. Glad, glad, glad you can join us. Glad everyone can listen. Uh, we're grateful to share this platform and kind of highlight the things that make us make us human beings and make our community great. And one of them being great musicians like Maximiliano. Um, please. Like we said earlier in the podcast, go check out the GoFundMe page for the Ovalde tragedy. You know, mm-hmm. if you have anything in your heart that you can you can give to those families, uh, we'll be able to share the link. Um, started by Los Verdes and help those communities that were affected by that tragedy. Um, as Richie was saying, happy Pride Month to all of our LGBTQ community. Um, y'all means all. That's a big that's a big thing in in, in our community in Austin FC. And in our podcast, um, and if you haven't checked out episode thirty-one of Otra Por Favor, featuring Rue, the queer-friendly barber, go ahead and check it out. He speaks on a lot of things that are that are prevalent in the in the LGBTQ community. Uh, it'd be a great listen. Um, episode thirty-one. I episode thirty-one. Yeah, we'll we'll be sure to share the link. Huge thank you to you, Max. Uh, it was My awesome. Pleasure, brother. It was awesome, man. It, the, his soulful music. It, it'll be sure to touch your heart, man. Check him out on Spotify. We'll share his links uh, to his music. And if you like what you what you see and hear here at Otra Por Favor, please be sure, be sure to share, like, and subscribe to catch our latest content. All right? Much love to you all. Dude. Um, bye. Take it easy, everybody. <laughs> uh, are you cool to do a yeah, little let's do thing? It. We'll do a song, let me, yeah. Yeah, let me, uh, let me get stuff move around really quick. All right, you guys. We wanted to close out with something special. We're lucky to have Maximiliano Martinez here closing us out with a very special song. The wind will take you home. And I would say as you're listening to this song, you know, grab something to drink. And if you have someone close to you, Coca, I'm looking at you. Just, uh, you know, embrace this moment because it's, it's the first time we do it. We improvised it and, Co- and Maxi was down to do it. So thank you, Maximiliano. And dale vato. My pleasure. take you home when it wishes the rest have all gone on now it's just us I turn to say thank you one last time You said the first time was enough The pleasure's been all mine And you don't say much, do ya? You don't say much, do ya? You don't say much, do ya? Anymore
Se portan bien y ahí nos vemos. Adiós. Thank you, Maximiliano. Thank you, bro. What a, what a damn. Damn. God damn. That was awesome, dude. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for, thanks for, thanks for being game.